You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 63, Barney's Got the Mustache. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show so big it blots out the sun. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Raven Perez. And I'm Zach Hawkins. Hey, Zach, good to have you on again. Hey, I live. I live. I'm back from Dimension X. Craig's got work to do, so he is away on uh, important missions in Dimension X this week, Mm -hmm. this episode. He had to... uh, Looking after his own face. He had to go circumcise all the monster cocks. It's a lot of work. With his Pretty pretty specific there, Raven. (laughs) It's a lot of work. A lot of monster cocks. Raven, do you know something we trying, don't? I'm trying to keep it vague. I didn't see this in the group chat. <laughs> uh, we got a good one. We got a good one, guys. Yeah, bold new direction. Again, again. It is. It, you think, like, this new beginning? It's good. It's a good issue. I don't want to jump shit. I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm saying we got, like, a couple different news items. We got... The well, meaty, interesting conversation portion. Well, yeah, we haven't heard from Zach in a while. Zach, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, I've been dabbling a bit back and forth. Uh, mainly been focusing on getting some con stuff together. I've been to more comic cons this year because I know Jim. You said you've only been to one. I've been to one comic con, and that experience was not the best. Although I did get to meet Eric for five minutes yes yeah well actually that's speaking about getting eric to cons i've been trying to get it out to all the small cons like the preston comic con lee's fort bubble to try and get eric over because if france and greece can have him then why not us um but it's mainly been getting around to some of the bigger ones so it nearly had him i'm just saying you can do it yes (laughs) <laughs> He's going further afield. The problem is, though, is with a lot of the conventions that are here, um, they have to invite you. It's not like if Eric's in his home turf and he could go to any one state and he'd be welcome. If he's going to come all the way across the Atlantic, he's going to have to make it well worth right. it. Right. So that's. I remember when he went to Athens, it was like uh, he turned it into a family vacation, made a big to do about it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Um. And didn't he get to meet his colorist there? Or yeah, because yeah. he lives there. Nice. Um, that's what, so yeah, that's where the mighty basically been came from. from. It was. That was the origin of it, and it was actually um, first seen in print at the Athens right. Con. So, damn Europeans. <laughs> um, other than that, just getting by. I've just been doing bits here and there. Nothing specific, and not appearing on the Fincast like I would like to. <laughs> well, you've been missed, but, man. Yeah. You Good can stuff. make up for it. We got you here today. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone. Turn to Evangelion for a second there. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so let's get on to the news. Uh, news. Yes. We got some. We got some uh, quick hits, like a lot of little quick items. We're gonna hit you with number one, our first item of the day: no ant 
in 2017. Uh, basically, just a Facebook interaction. We know we got this one from not a huge interaction or announcement or anything, but so nothing hard or set in stone. But basically, Eric said when he was asked by a fan if Ant was still on track for 2017, that no... <laughs> uh, and it wouldn't be coming out this year, possibly next year. But again, no hard commitments on any way or shape or form. Just basically, the real headline here, the real takeaway is Ant missed the Ant missed the ship for 2017, and I blame that amazing yeah. 225. <laughs> well, that's true. That probably took massive workload. Yeah, workload there, and I think Eric's been doing a lot of cons, so that probably cramped into everything too. Oh yeah. Collins, hmm. 225, like, it just is a beast. So. Gotta, gotta self-promote. Gotta get it. Well, I just remember how tired and burnt out he got whilst juggling both Spawn. Because for a while, wasn't he set, didn't he say he was on Spawn indefinitely? And then it just turned to that one story arc, or two story Yeah, arcs. that was that was the plan when they kicked off. It was question mark. Yeah. By, by the was, second story arc, those yeah. question marks had defined themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted him to get that that burnout again you know it's good enough that he's doing one book you know I actually wouldn't mind uh, it if he did answers like a, an annual I don't, or even a quarter I don't think it, Eric burnt out on it Eric can do two books a month he's shown that he can oh yeah he, he totally can experience uh-huh. on Spawn in particular made him leave yeah, that was creator differences. Uh, that wasn't actually, like, burnout. Uh, because, again, like Jim said, he totally can knock out, like, two books a month. Um, especially if, and he's already previously said that he's going to do in, in a looser style. So I yeah. think the good way to indicate probably, I mean, we're this is all guesswork. Hell, we don't know. But if you saw on Facebook again, uh, Eric posted all of his Spawn roughs, his originals. He did, yes. And so if you look at that, he said that you can basically expect like that from Ant. So even though they were roughs, finger quotes, they weren't that rough. They just weren't as polished as, say, Savage. Oh, no, they're still juicy. But it's just, yeah, it's not, he's not pouring the hours in. It's more like a a side product. I get that. Oh, I didn't realize that there was creative differences on Spawn. That's a shame. It's coming, though. It's coming. The thing is, is like, don't lose, don't lose faith, Ant. Fans, ants on its way, just not this year. <laughs> but at any rate, all right. Second bit of news. Uh, Eric posted not a big piece of news, but uh, a couple of episodes back, we talked about the cover to Savage Dragon two twenty eight, uh, Return of the Seeker. Very exciting. Eric posted a updated version of the final cover, uh, which basically gave one hundred percent more goatee <laughs> to Malcolm, uh, because Malcolm is now sporting a goatee. <laughs> Love it. Okay, Malcolm. He's big. You do you. Love it. Love it. I'm sorry, but the goatee is still in fashion in Canada. That apparently. was something that the old man did. Like uh, he would grow his facial hair out in different ways. Malcolm wears it better. Glad to see it. Glad. To I kind of hated Dragon's goatee. Yeah, Malcolm's looks good. Got the jaw, the underbite. <laughs> But yeah, um, actually, we'll talk about it, well, we'll talk about it in the next news item. But the cover to two thirty one dropped, and that had Malcolm with a goatee. So I think Eric's retroactively giving Malcolm a goatee in the book, so he's updating all the covers to have yeah. goatees. <laughs> yeah, not to jump in too much. But... What if it's not just the covers? What if it's like the internal? He's just going over with a sharpie. He's kind of just put draw a goatee on every panel. Well, even in two twenty seven, like you know, he's starting to grow one. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, I mean, you'd. Oh, he's got I'll the pull it closer. Yeah, you'd you'd look, but even in two twenty seven, the goatee's beginning. So it's kind of cool because, like, you know, even in like not just the cover, even on the internal pages, he's starting to grow it already. So it's it. it, it makes sense. It's on its way. Moving right along. Ah, so moving right on free issues. The cover for 231 has dropped. Featuring a new potential villain, question, hero, question mark. Um, magical girl, strangely. Um, <laughs> very, very pink, very Maho Shoujo in, in uh, Eric's traditional style. Um, i.e. frilly thongs. Uh, I like I like the design, but I haven't. I, I honestly, I said this before we started recording. I made the mistake of thinking it was Maxine before you guys pointed out that she doesn't have freckles. So new character, new. Character. I, I suspect hmm. it's a, a new character. Her design does kind of may raise into question: Is she a hero? Is she a villain? Is this a hero misunderstanding brawl, or is she just like the biggest bad boss of Canada? <laughs> On uh, my little Twitter poll, I did amazing. We the I asked and the people answered all nine of them, and according to eight out of nine people, Savage Dragon fans, she's a hero. We only had one. It we only had sense. one person say would... villain. So, hmm. But this this is kind of the whole thing about obviously Malcolm now moving to Canada is it's all different. He doesn't have the SOS. He doesn't have. Uh, Kevin, so it's all it's all new. We should new heroes. We should new villains. We should probably t- explain to our audience what a magical girl is. Yeah. Since, uh, apparently, because Eric, Eric didn't know, know what a magical girl was, uh, he knows what Sailor Moon is, of course. Um, but apparently, we take for granted that terms like magical girl are ubiquitous when they may, in fact, not be. It's not. I would say most people. What's funny is, is if you know any of this nerd shit, you know what magical girls are. But what's funny is, I would say Joe Blow on the street doesn't fucking know what a magical girl is. Oh no! Like if you walked up, well, the weird thing is, if you just walked up to some random person, like, like, "Yo, what's a magical girl?" or "I'll shoot your brains out," they'd be like, "Just pull the trigger. (laughs) Just kill me now. (laughs) Just take my. Just kill me." Yeah, I. But even to like a casual nerd, it's probably just going to be Sailor Moon. They're not going to know that there's this massive genre. Well, Jimmy wanted to talk about it. Spill it, man. Well, I'm not the greatest expert on magical girl genre in the world. (gasps) I thought you were the um, aficionado. Well, I pretend to be. (laughs) Cat's out of the bag. All right, faker. But um, Sailor Moon. The more most visible of the genre is, you know, you've got your cast of girls and their power comes from nebulous magic. All right. Um, and this genre goes back decades. Um, I'm not even sure, like, who the prototype was or... I you know, was... The, it, was histor- it was historical dramas with things like Rose of Versailles actually and, uh, like, romantic prepare dramas. prepare to have your balls blown off because thanks to this, I learned about magical girls and their origins um i I mean here it goes i I had no idea this shit blew my mind but like because eric was talking about on twitter and someone came out actually it was one of my uh bros at angry viking press came out and schooled me 
on Magical Girls in a way I had no idea. So check it out. The origin of the Magical Girl was uh, they did a anime that came out the same year that Bewitched aired in Japan. And so, uh, and so, so Samantha is the first magical Samantha girl. Samantha from Bewitched is the first magical girl. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't even believe it when they said that to me. I was like, "What? Are you serious?" And I looked it up. You know, that's not so crazy when you consider. I looked it up. If it wasn't for Mickey Mouse, we wouldn't have Astro that, Boy. Exactly. That's like the big eyes. It's not so. Crazy. The big eyes thing comes from Snow White. And, uh, and it makes sense that, you know, in the in the Japanese manga and anime industry that they took that and made it more action-oriented and more, yes. you know, whatever the current, like, uh, fashions of the time were. So the very first magical girl was literally a witch who rode a broom. Um, I'm trying to get her name real quick, but that's not super important for the conversation. It was just that literally Samantha from Bewitched inspired the very first magical girl. Of course... As Jim already stated, Sailor Moon is pretty much the magical girl everyone knows. Right, the archetype, the, uh, the, the, what's a good word for that? She's your Superman, basically. Yeah. Your icon. Like, if you don't know fucking superheroes, you know Superman. And I guess we should point out the reason why we we think magical girl when we see this character on 231. She's got the streamers in the hair, she's got the, uh... The pink hair, of course, the colored hair, and the twin tails, well, it's tri-tail, quad tails. <laughs> She's definitely got some anime-inspired hair. He, I don't know if he was joking, I mean, he probably just was, but uh, somebody asked him what the inspiration was for the character, and he said, sex dolls and manga. Well, so that also kind of... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, <yeah>. Japan. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe her name's Ichi. <laughs> you never know. You know. Oh. So, no, I, I think it's awesome. Uh, I fucking like the... Zach said, you know, that he liked the design. I like it. How about you, Jim? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I hope there's, like, a good story reason that her outer clothes are opened up like that. I mean, <laughs> she's clearly underwear-themed. I mean, there have been weirder... Ma- there been weirder magical girls that's very covered up. Must there... Must there be a reason? Magic lingerie from the moon. <laughs> Maybe it's like kill the kill and the uh, the clothes are alive. I don't think there needs to be a reason. I don't. I, th- I think it's just a costume. <laughs> I think it's just a fun, <laughs> fun, sexy costume, and it's okay. I wonder if she enjoys stepping on people. I love it. I think the perspective is worth talking about. Um, At first, when you look at it, you don't necessarily realize maybe what's going on, but she's actually smashing his head into the side of a building. And they did have the... uh, Eric did share that originally he was going to do a side-turned cover where... Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I I think it works perfectly fine as it is. I gotta admit, I would have kind of dug it. Yeah, the logo would have had to been a lot smaller, though, or... Agreed. Like, way in the background, like, covered up by most of the stuff. Yeah, I don't like portrait covers. It's just not my thing at all. I, think... I mean, Eric... Did Eric do one once, like, way back in the early days? I could have swore there was a sideways cover. I could have swore there up. was, too. I gotta pull up the Savage Dragon covers real quick. Uh-oh. Real-time fact-checking. 
I think it would be faster. Just go grab my archives. Oh shit! Real time physical. Oh god, he's gone to the bookshelf. You know, Guns around. Jim is referring to physical media. That's when you know it's gotten serious. That is the first sign of the apocalypse. He's basically lawnmower man at this point. Oh my he, god! He exists only as a cyber being. <laughs> Well, I will say that I... It's like that one scene in Blade Runner. <laughs> it's funny. I, I remember these. It's funny to me, um, just because Sailor Moon has been mentioned in the book. Yes, Maxine's a fan, Yeah, they refer she? to Malcolm's, uh, like, Maxine's uh, sailor outfit as Sailor Moon. So it's kind of, to me, oh, it's yeah. the natural extension, like... You know, Malcolm likes Speed Racer, clearly has a Sailor Moon, like, sailor outfit thing, so, yeah. Hmm. It's all, it, I Malcolm have returned from my sojourn. Uh-oh. Uh, the man cave. I, 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 I'm wrong. There wasn't anything like that. I think it was mixing up with issue five, which had that, like, the really big logo, really stretched out one. Oh, uh, okay. For whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, I, I, I had um, issue, what was it, 115 in my head as being a, um, a portrait, but it isn't. That's no, just a wraparound. Yeah. So. See, and that's why I would have been okay with it, because I always like to see new and weird things. So, like, the sideways cover, I think, would have been, like, it would have created that vertigo, like, you know, that confusing, like, you look at it and you're like, whoa, wait, what, whoa. But, you know, whatever. It's all good. Upside down cover. Yeah, the way... And then there's digital readers like us who lose the effect completely. Ah, you just turn, uh, you just turn rotation off. Easy peasy. <laughs> Technology. Inferior. Uh, but something I, just one last thing I want to point out about this cover. One of the other th- reasons why like m- magical magic in general kind of screamed out at me is because she kind of has like this inner glow thing going on. Inner glow. Inner glow, inner like there's like a light source like emanating from her, like an aura. Yes, an aura. I'm looking at it again. I might have got like kind of this soft light thing going on. Yeah, I see it. I totally could just see be it. how the 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 uh, the uh, sky is being colored, but mm-hmm. I kind of think it feels like an aura of some kind. Yeah. I'll say uh, I like uh, Malcolm in the baseball-style shirts, like his old man used to wear. Yeah. It looks good on you, man. It looks good on you. Just all in all, it's a kick-ass cover. I, I dig it. And, and also, too, like, we're super excited. It is a very nice cover. It's it's cool to see new characters in the book. Like, I, I don't care. It's cool to see new characters get cover space. Yeah. That's kind of where... What I presume is the introductory issue. Unless she shows up in, like, the last panel of the 2.30. Yeah. It's good. But, yes. I, I think that's kind of... Some of the best covers are the ones with the introductory villain on the cover. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. It's good. It makes a good impact. It makes a good impression. And, again... And you ask a lot of questions. Really, it really drives home the new era. Like, you want all that new you can get. So, uh, moving right along, I don't mean to hold you fellas up. Um, <laughs> what else we got? Savage Dragon Archives, Volume 9, is pre-order available on Comixology. Uh, issues 221 through 225. And no, if you... no, you typed that in wrong. What? It's 201. 
Two oh one. I was thinking yeah, that was skimpy. Four issues in our archives. Just twenty five <laughs> issues. <laughs> you know, folks. Four issues. What? Are you, what is this? An early image trade paperback? <laughs> <laughs> Here at the Savage Fincast, we take our fact checking deathly seriously. So that was actually just a test to see if Jim was listening. Him and Zach both were. The research boy will be shot Good at job. dawn. I just want to say thank you both keeping us on the level got to make it make sure 201 to 225 so my correction there thank you and uh if you think about 225 as an oversized issue that's a beefy archive so well, they're all they're all 25 issues long are they yeah pretty much but are all 25 yes, issues are. oversized wait what oh good point that's the point Sometimes. i just made right Volume 3 oh. seems to be like the really slim one because there were no extra long issues in that one. And then you get ones like Volume 4 where it's got issue 100 in and it is super beefy. There you go. That's that's all I'm saying. Archives 1 had the three-issue miniseries as well as the first 25 issues. So, And and that, that one wasn't 25. Well, it was 25 issues, but for to catch up, the second volume incorporated like issues... 23, 24, and then 25 yep. on Which top of the other 25. Yeah, Archi- Archives 2, I think, is the biggest one. It, it's definitely one that when I look at it on the shelves, it's like, bloody hell, how did I make it through that? That's huge! I gotta say. Archives are big boys. Archives are great. I love it's them. It's always good. It's just keep them coming. That's all I'm saying. Just keep them coming. So uh, I think probably our beefiest news issue. This is the most to me exciting. Yeah, it would be. Uh, I am announcing now that I'm retiring, undefeated. <gasps> but no, what I'm seriously uh, Savage <laughs> Fin dun, 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 Savage Fincast uh, now has a Discord. What is a Discord? You might ask immediately. Uh, immediately. Uh, Discord is what these new kids, uh, newfangled kids, are using to communicate. It's basically it's basically a chat room with voice chat options. It's kind of like Instant Messenger or um, um, or Facebook Messenger, I guess. But it's it's more robust in that you can have themed channels that you can invite people to, and then basically they get updates every time the chat room gets gets uh, gets uh, activity. Uh huh. The idea, I hope, is that we can get on the Discord and we can talk about the latest issue of Savage Dragon. Uh, maybe the say, the Wednesday that it comes out. Um, we're still trying to work out some kind of uh, uh, announcement of a date to just have a you know chat. We've already got a bunch of people signed up. Um, the nice thing, the thing we have ten. We're in sure. double digits. Uh, the thing about Discord is you can use it in your browser. You don't have to download a separate app if you don't want to. That's although what's you, nice. Although if you download the app or on your phone or on your computer, um, then you'll get the updates of when people start typing messages in it. Otherwise, you won't. You'll have to keep it open in the, in your browser indefinitely. So that's the trade-off is that if you want to get the updates, you have to download the program. But if you just want to hang out, you can just click the link that I provide in the Facebook group, which I'll update. I'll, I will periodically... Uh, 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 repost, and you just join up. I think you can sign up with your Facebook account. And you don't have to make a new login. If you have Facebook, you can just click on through. Perfect. And then you'll just be connected to 
our other Savage Dragon fans uh, in our official, unofficial Savage Fincast Discord group. And uh, Jim has been nice enough already to set up two channels, one for just general discussion, uh, the other one for spoiler yeah. uh, heavy discussion. So if you're afraid of you know going in there hanging out and having the latest issue spoiled for you you know there's a place just for spoiler talk so it's cool already i like it i think it's cool works good on cell phones too Mm. yes yes so if you're like that cell phone kind of guy it's good for that so if you want to get invited to it um, my advice is to check our facebook group and scroll down a bit you'll probably see me have a post about it there'll be like a big graphic that says discord and that'll have the uh the always good invite link and i'll i'll try uh too to uh we we have it over in dragonfan.net as well so uh again if you you know say you're a facebook hater and you just want to go to the website dragonfan.net you can also get through it to there too as well and i'll try to keep it up to date like with whatever changes their invite link or whatever uh, for each issue at least so yeah I think it's cool I think it's great that you set this up Jim just because of the timing with the image forums going down yeah there's that no image forums so I mean they the forums weren't exactly jumping but no it was just a Robert Kirkman side of it wasn't it really that was kept alive I mean every time there came out a new issue of Dragon it would spike up for about a week mm-hmm. And then it pits her out again. But uh, it's cool. I think that it gives ple- people a place. And if you, if uh, again, for Discord users, you know how you would like go to a forum and then you'd come back and everything would be highlighted and like, oh, new messages. Discord's the same way. Like when you're gone and you come back, it's like, oh, 35 new messages. And you can just like, scroll up and read them and you can see what's new. Like it marks it for you. So it's it's kind of gives you, in a way, that forum style experience. So I like and it. And was I'm easy to set up, so Jim. I figured why not have one? <laughs> well, thank you, Jim. Thanks for setting that up, man. Yep. We'll see where it goes. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. All right, that's it for the news. Uh, let's move on to our second favorite section of the podcast. The, uh, shit, uh interesting conversation yes that that what raven said <laughs> thank you raven the, your, the favorite part of the podcast that no one remembers your, yeah there's a setup that made it work our second favorite part of the podcast uh, <laughs> uh something yada yada uh just you know, the so in, in interesting conversations if that's its real name uh, we it ask is. you, the viewer. We we present we we present a question for you, the listeners, and you can write us in and give us your opinions. And at the end of it, we'll choose a new topic for next time, and then we'll talk about it because we like hearing ourselves talk. And then you may also write in with your opinions on the matter. And so for this episode, our question last episode was: Which characters would you like to see hook up in a relationship? Uh, we got a couple of responses. I uh, remember last time I was very embarrassed. Let's <laughs> see if you do better. Tony okay. M writes, Yo, Horridus and Bubble Boy. I think that was his name. The dude makes up made up a lot of bubbles who tried to join SOS way back in the 50s or 60s. 
or double page and double header. 4X the fun. <laughs> great work, gentlemen. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I can't believe we couldn't we didn't remember anything about double page. I know, dude. Double, how obvious. Double page and anybody, really. Double page and anybody. Head cute. I mean, isn't that it's amazing. I can't believe that that like you said and Again, Tony hits the perfect double page combo. Double page and double header, of course. <laughs> Ortis and Bubble Boy isn't bad either, although I suppose he may be Bubble Man today. What is like to, to Bubble, Bubble Man? Man. <laughs> no, it's like Aqua Boy. He never grows up. <laughs> he would always be Bubble Boy. I like the uh, implications of a Hortus and Bubble Boy relationship. Like, obviously, the implications, I can't really, like, you know, get it on or anything. So how, like, sexually tense would be their relationship, you know? <laughs> She'll pop all his bubbles and reveal a handsome man underneath. <laughs> My prince! Just lots of, just, like, imagine, be, like, lots of, like, uh, just barely touching, like, ooh. <laughs> like, like, you know, I'm breathing on your back. <sighs> Don't touch all I don't know. I'm just saying, those are hilarious. The masters of tantric. Those are hilarious choices. Yes, that tantric. Thank you, Zach. That is exactly what I was thinking of. Thank you. A tant what? <laughs> tantric sex. Google it. Okay. For a good time. For a good. Time. No, don't, don't taint Jim's purity. No. Google it. It's it's. You know what? I'm just saying for that hordus bubble boy relationship, tantric. T a n t r i c. It'd be the perfect long distance, actually, because then Skype is the only viable option. Yeah, like they're super. In- Imagine they're like super into sexting. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's their preferred way to get it on because <laughs> it's oh, just it's safe. A technical word term for sec uh, texting, sexting, sexting. Yeah, you never heard it. more or less. You ne- yeah, yeah. Uh, no, those were killer choices, Tony. Thank you, thank you, sir. That was fantastic. Uh, double page. I like you said, Jim. I cannot believe. And you know what? Hold on. Let's 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 park the bus. Let's park the interesting conversation bus for just a minute. You know who's we didn't get a relationship take from? Zach. Zach. Moi. Uh, you want to wait? Uh, you you okay. want us to go through the the finter? You go and, through them, and I'll see if I can get some. All right, ideas. I'll tell you what. We'll let you think, but you be thinking, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's pick this up. Uh, thank you, Tony. This is, uh, our next bro who writes in is Joseph. And Joseph says, "Hey, dudes, longtime fanatic with a fin, f i n. Thank you for that. New listener to the Fincast. Sup, Raven. Sup, Joseph. How you doing? Thank you for listening." Uh, it was very cool to see your backup story in Savage Dragon. Oh my god, thank you. Uh, it's like... That kind of stuff is still so surreal to me. Uh, it was cool to see your backup in Savage Dragon. It was fresh and sexy. I'd seen your work years ago. Our comic shop guy Darren told me about you. Oh shit, Darren in Asheville. Right on, brothers. This letter is blowing my mind. It's pretty cool to see you get such an awesome reintroduction to your style. Um, here's my interesting mashup Rita Meter Maid, Kill Cat, and She Dragon with the Mohawk, with or without powers. An epic threesome in the prison with lady cops. <laughs> Love it. It says top points Rita can change size, 
GD's got so much spunk, and Kill Cat's got the mustache. It's always good for it. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. Question for you. It just it- Question for you all. How would you like to see a far future story in which all of Malcolm's children have grown up and become a super family? What would you think that would be like? Stay savage, Joseph. Uh, first off, let's speak to the interesting uh, conversation at hand. That's a great menage a trois. Kill Cat, Rita Meter Mater, and She Dragon? Mm-hmm. Some, there's some magic. I, I guess there's what he's magic. getting at is he wants a, a, a prison romance. And She Dragon yeah. and Rita are cops, or at least uh, Amy's a cop now. Right. I mean. No. Size change. I get it. <laughs> you Google giantess. That's a that's a genre of porn. I'm I wonder saying. if Kill Cat's into being sat on. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Yes, probably squished under a giant foot. I can see him liking that. The dude's a Bieber lady. He's a Bieber girl. He's probably into getting squished. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. Um, no, but as to uh, the other interesting conversation, um, we had one submitted for this one, but let's let's uh, sock that away for the future because that's not a bad one. Sure. Actually. Or else you want to save it. You, d- you don't want to. Throw. Well, do you want to talk about it right now? I mean, I, yeah, I think we're expecting that sort of thing to happen. And of course, if we What's... if we know Eric Larson, never expect the expected. <laughs> I got to be honest. Here's my grim prediction: I don't see all three of those kids making it to uh, adulthood. Nah. My mm. prediction is this: this is my legitimate prediction. Uh huh. Jack goes bad. Tyrone dies, and Amy becomes the hero. I gotta say, I I think that's a solid prediction. Although Jack goes bad, that's a shame. Just mm. my prediction. My prediction would be none of them survive. They perhaps, they'd perhaps make it to teenage years, but then there'd be some event perhaps in this because the question is is always when it comes to these how far do you want to look down the line is the question of how long does Eric want to keep the train going or how long will he be capable of going because if you think it's taken 20 odd years to get to where we are now mm-hmm. it's you know you gotta draw the line somewhere and I'd perhaps say by the time all three of them are teenagers we could be looking at endgame so, I don't want to really draw any real conclusion. So, I'm just going to say all three are going to die at some point. See, Ooh. I'm a crazy person. I think Savage Dragon is going to never going to end. I think it's going to wind up incomplete because Eric's going to die at the drawing table. So, I gotta <laughs> say, we'll never have the satisfying way. ending we want. I, I would imagine that that is incredibly likely. Um Yeah, I, I could totally see that happening. A lot of A lot of cartoonists... You know, it's funny is a lot of cartoonists have died at the drawing board, and I totally could see that in the future. And so, no, I really don't see it wrapping up. Like, honestly, I don't see because he gets, I don't think he's ever going to get tired and be like, well, no. better put a cap in it. I'm really shitty now. He's never going to say that. Oh, he's no. always going to keep working. 
So I just I was thinking more think... in terms of like physical ability. Because there's all kinds of things that could go wrong. It's like he could use the ability to use his hands. Could be Parkinson's. Could be arthritis. Could be anything. Um, dying at the drawing table is a real possibility if he keeps up the workload. But um, I, I don't know. Death. That's how you want to go as a That is, you want to go out doing what you love. But in well, terms I, of what I, happens just, to the I, kids, but my point is, I think trying to think of it as like a structured story, he's trying to get to an ending out for. I think isn't really what he's going for. No. No, but there will come a point where he does feel like he might have to start thinking about it, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what goes in the guy's head. It's just, all I can think of is what would happen if I was in his situation. Mm. I will say, uh, Joseph brings up the point, like, superhero family. Uh, Superhero family is not overly done in comics. You have it somewhat. Uh, Fantastic Four, obviously the mm-hmm. most famous superhero family, and then of course Noble Causes. It wasn't Noble Causes, or no yeah. Dynamo Five. And Dynamo, Dynamo Five. Wasn't Dynamo? F- yeah, they were a family. No, uh, Dynamo Dynamo Five's setup was they were all illegitimate children of a superhero, and they all inherited one of his powers. Okay, but okay. it is a family. Right. But they were a had all had different moms. Okay. My hero, so my hero also has like a, a family team, but it's not the main focus. So, yeah. I mean, so again, it's not overly done. So it would be a really huge dynamic change to have like three what you call main characters. And so it, to be fair, Batman and Superman both have actual super sons right now. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. You want you want it, Jim? You want to invite a jag? I'll go on a jag. Go on a jag. What's a jag? The jag is this. You see Malcolm Dragon grow up and take the book. Right. Fucking Damian Wayne ain't never going to be Batman. Fair enough. That's Bruce Wayne will always be Batman. I don't even know why the fuck they thought they should invite. Because all you're going to get is this weird thing where Damian grows up like Nightwing style. And just all of a sudden he's an adult and so is Bruce. And it's just going to it's completely bizarre. I don't even know why the fuck they went down that road. Like, this is the dumbest they thing. They already killed him once. They got rid of him, but then they brought him back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is when he died, I was like, well, of course. That's of course he died. Yeah, of course he died because Batman can never grow old. So, of course his son died. Oh, wait, he's back? Well, I don't even know what the fuck they're thinking. So, like, that's the end of the rant. End rant. Oh, <laughs> oh you said rant. I thought you said, like, jack. It's a jag. Jag. Jag rant. <laughs> All right. We got one more. Super Family's cool with me. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that, that'd be... I still want him to change the title to Savage Dragons. That, that would be cool. Still available. It's free, Eric. <laughs> well, uh, who's... Do you see... If this was Savage Dragons, do you see a lead shot, like, pushing through? Like, it's gotta be Amy, it, right? Yeah, yeah. Amy feels like the obvious next-gen oration. Because to me, Jack is just what Old Man Dragon was, and Tyrone is just like Malcolm. Right. Amy's fresh. And Amy's got that wrinkle. She might, in the future, have the ability to change back and forth between Dragon and Human. Yeah, old Tin Toes Amy. Mm. Once she gets, like, old enough to think about her powers, maybe she has, like, some finer control of that, of how she turned from Human to a Dragon. That's a crazy take. I never thought of that. If you're right, that's fucking insane. I feel like there's like, got to be a reason that happened, and not just to fool the readers. 
I literally thought nothing of it more than she just has ten toes. Mm. All right, we'll see. Zach, it's all on you, baby. Take us home. Okay, our final reply to the interesting conversation comes from one, I apologize if I'm butchering your name, Andre R. Hey guys, awesome podcast. Here are my list of characters that I believe should be together. Number one, a second vote for double header and double page. Think of Everyone it, thought of it but us. Everyone. I know. Some hideously <laughs> deformed monstrosity, like a basket case character. Two, <laughs> I always liked Nurse Stevenson and Dragon. I thought they would be cute together. That was only a thing for a little while, though. Three, the same for Powerhouse and Horridus. Four, just for what the fuck? Rita Medamade and Low Blow. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. Signed, Andre R. Okay, I just want to cut straight to the fourth one. It's kind of like that when your, uh, your one true pair has a height difference. I love the, it. The That's one hilarious. true height difference. It's Android 17 and Krillin. <laughs> no! I didn't even know no, number three was a thing. <laughs> Powerhouse and Horridus. Okay, did they ever interact? I don't remember. No, I don't think they did. This is we asked the readers to give us their dream scenarios. So this can there's mm. no rules. No rules. This nice. anything can it's happen. kind of a kind of an I mean it's an interesting pairing in that mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's as logical as any other. Yeah. They don't really there's nothing there's no pun involved, there's like there's no like trick involved. It's just what if these two met and whatever happened happened? And you know, Powerhouse could handle the spikes, sure. so that ain't no thing. That ain't no thing. So that actually is a pretty logical eh. choice because, yeah, think about it. Like you know, we know Hortus is a hornbag. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and so like literally, uh, like literally and figuratively, she's a hornbag. So, like you know, Powerhouse is actually built for it. He could take it. Big. Rita Meter made low blow is hilarious. Yeah, that is a genuine what Guys. the fuck. And also something I don't want a picture. Thank you very much, Andre. <laughs> no, I do want a picture. I want that. I, I want a commission. Frame on my wall. Raven is going to go away and draw this later. <laughs> I want a commission. I want official. Deviant Hearts number one. Next time I go to a con. Oh my god. Um, Disgusting. You know, uh, what blows my mind... So you guys wanted mine. What blows my mind, before we do the Zack attack, what blows my mind nice. is that not only did we not think of double header and double page, but both listeners, two, two listeners did, two out of three listeners did, and uh, Andre even says, think of their kids, which is even more hilarious. Quadruple heads, only heads. Just nothing but heads, just jamming all out in every direction. It's fantastic. I'm just saying that's why I enjoy interesting conversations as a subject because fucking you guys bring extra that extra awesomeness to it. Things we should have thought of, you thought of. So, Zach, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, sir. The floor is no. Mine is kind of a gubbins one because it's not between two people; it's more a scenario. Oh, I want to see a soap opera type scenario where imposter is going around sleeping with three dozen characters, <laughs> but pretending to be whoever that person would rather be 
with. So you could literally have Imposter pretending to be Maxine and shagging Malcolm at every occasion. Speaking of that, isn't it implied that Imposter slept with Dragon? I mean, I would think. Oh god, you're right. (laughs) Because he replaced Jennifer like a while back at that point. (laughs) Yeah, that time Overlord killed him. I would assume, yeah. like, I always thought so. <laughs> Imposter got the double D. He got the pasta. <laughs> so yeah, that's just, just kind of my cop out. out there. Just, just pointing that out. Imposter could literally just be shipped with anyone. That's what you call deep undercover. <laughs> but Seriously. No, I, I like this that you uh, have rather greedily found a way to turn your uh, who would you like to see hookup thing into all mini. All ships are canon. They are all canon. <laughs> mini. You've, you've turned it into mini. That's, that's the uh, equivalent of wishing for more wishes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my cop-out. Nice. No, I'll take it. I'll accept it. Very kinky. Nice. So, who would like to introduce the new interesting topic? Jim, that's all you, well, my man. Well, this one actually comes not from a, a, a listener or ourselves. This one is one that Eric himself asked uh, his fan base on Twitter and Facebook. And I figured, you know, it's a pretty good question, and it's worth talking about amongst ourselves and amongst the listeners. So, we're going to ask for our next episode. Uh, Eric asks... I'm wondering how many Savage Dragon readers are straight up on board with whatever the hell I do. How far how far, how far can it stray before I lose you? So our question is to you guys, um, what would Eric have to do to make you stop reading Savage Dragon? Now, for some people... Hold on, guys. Fuck with Someone's me. rubbing a fucking car. Alright. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> All right, noisy so, bastards. For some people, that's just happened with all this sex stuff. I, I know at least I know at yes. least one person who for sure dropped the book as a result of it, and it's actually okay. a funny story about how I know he did. Okay, there's this website that does aggregate uh, rev- uh, it aggregates reviews of comic books, kind of like Media Critic does for books. I mean, for video oh games. God. So okay. there's a place for user reviews. And for the latest issue of Savage Dragon, there's this guy, I forget his exact name, but if you go back like three or four issues, he starts out giving the book a 9.0, and then it goes to a a, a 6.0, and then a (laughs) 4.0, and finally his final message is, all this sex, I'm out. He watches slow descent into madness over these last few issues. (laughs) Will somebody think of the poor critics? Ugh. That's, yeah, that's that's that's, that's so that's all. So that's all it took was a was a was a was a graphic cover and lots of nudity. And he's out. That was the best alternative cover ever, though. I wonder if he knows his parents had sex, and that's why he's here. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, do you think he's like some radical Catholic? It's like, bro, <laughs> you're you're here because of sex. I don't. I know if you don't like it, but I'm just saying, like. No, that's uh, it's I no, it's fine. I mean, if that's your deal breaker, that's your deal breaker. It's kind of crazy to me that uh, twenty five years in, that it's a deal breaker now. 
Yeah, it kind of does bring about the whole argument of ridiculous levels of graphic violence are okay for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But the slightest appearance of sexism or sexual, even sexual inference is a lot for people. But Dragon can have his head blown off every other issue and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a million, and we went over that. It's well-worn ground at this point. Yeah. I guess uh, listeners all know where we stand and everything, but... Uh, yeah, I think if you think like that, you're a Muppet. <laughs> Just saying. But uh, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, for that, that's a funny that's a funny deal-breaker. Um, what kind of... And I know it's, there were a lot of people like uh, who replied on his... Uh, thing that were like, if it was hardcore pornography, I'm out. And I was like, well, yeah, but I mean, at this point, you've seen people fucking in the book. Like, you've seen it. Like, I don't know, like, you've seen male and female genitalia, you've seen penetration. Like, what haven't you seen? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this final line for you at this point? That like. I don't get it. I don't know. I'm just saying that to me is a mystery. Um, I guess more to the topic, what do you guys, like what's, whoever wants to go first, like what, what'll break you? What would, what would make you say, nah? Well, my, Uh, my serious answer is the same answer I have for the, you know, the few writers that I have abandoned because of these reasons. Basically, if Eric went hardline libertarian and started informing his work, that's the end for me. Uh, it happened with, um, uh, Doug Tenapol and it happened with uh, Orson Scott Card. As soon as I figured out yes. that those guys were, you know, pushing their their political views that I found pretty reprehensible, that was the end for me. Yes, as good an artist as Doug Tenapol is, and all the you know classic games that he created, I can't support a guy who 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 uh, basically his work reflects his views. So you can't mm-hmm. you can't do the separation of 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 personal character and work. It just it can't happen, so I can't you know I can't enjoy them anymore. What's funny is I knew you were going to say that, but I also thought you were going to say Neutron Bob dies. Well, you know, we haven't got goes without saying. Because <laughs> I remember we did a FinCast Zach where Jim was like, "When Neutron Bob, I thought he was dead. I was like, fuck it, I'm out.' <laughs> I yes, like, no, I remember that I was, one. I was like, whoa." Really? Yo, Neutron Bob, you bastards. Oh my god. No, you bastard. It's like amazing. No, no, honestly, I'm in complete agreement. Jim has covered exactly what I was going to say. Is a lot of the time when it comes to consumable media, if I find the one driving creative, or the single singular in this case, creator, is... Mm -hmm. Forcing a political agenda that I do not agree with. Not so much don't agree with, but it is objectively deplorable, as is the case with Tinnapol and Scott Card. Um, I, 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 I can't... As a member of the LGBT, as a bi man, as all kinds of things, I can't give my money to these people. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Eric isn't one of those. Eric is a very, very well-educated individual who can speak nuanced uh, in this fashion so I haven't I, I don't suspect there will ever be a problem unless he does a Frank Miller but um, I, you know I think he would have done it already he would have done a Frank Miller by now let's be honest if 9-11 wasn't enough then nothing will be um, but that's basically it there's nothing that can I am pretty much on the dragon train 
Forever. Now, hilariously, people on the other side probably see that Eric has already done this, you know, mm-hmm. flaunting his liberalism, as it were. Yeah. And that's fair. I mean, that's, at the end of the day, it's your choice, but... Yeah. I don't have anything against Scott Card or Tenerpool voicing their views. It's fine. But if it's objectively terrible, and no matter how many times we tell them it's terrible and they still stand by it, I can't give them my money. It's so, that uh, simple. It is. It, you bring up some interesting points there, is that I have, you see it often. Uh, oh, yeah. Pe- people don't like that Eric puts in, like, you know, his left-leaning views, like uh, Bush getting punched out, you know, Obama shown positively on a cover, Trump shown negatively on a cover, and uh, the funny thing is, is that, uh, you know, Eric's always said, he's like, well, I'm just portraying, you know, reality. Like, the Trump issue was actual things that Trump people said. Mm. And well, the hilarious thing was, didn't Eric say that he was never going to incorporate Trump, and then things got more ridiculous as the as the months moved on, and it was just kind of like, nah, screw it, I'm putting him in anyway. What, what's, well, it just kind of was unavoidable at that well, point. Well, what's really interesting yeah. is how he's used it to drive the plot. As opposed to yeah. just throwing it in there to make you know to take jabs, this stuff is mm. there. Basically, what's happened because you know Savage Rain takes place in a quote unquote real world in real time. This uh-huh. stuff would affect Malcolm and yeah, oh, yeah. Pe- and, and people that he knows the, the super freak community. So it makes logical sense. Well, on top of that, uh, I mean, let this cook your noodle. For the people who are like, oh, he shoves his politics down our throats or whatever. It's like he actually moved the book to Canada to avoid U.S. politics. Damn right. Yeah, he said he said in the interview that like it was just going to be a thing that he couldn't avoid since he sets the book in real time and likes to talk about current events. I've got to wonder how will this you know age the book? Like if I was to come back in twenty odd years or you know pass my archives down to my kids and they go oh, who was Donald J. Trump as kind of, well obviously not with that accent um, I was kind of like god do I have to explain assuming it's not nuclear war by that point uh, having to explain all this I don't know will it age the book I don't think so for the, t- for the time being reading it in the present it is really topical and kind of gives it a nice edge I and feel. aging the book is kind of the point being you know the real time thing yes okay yeah, you see Gal Gore and you see, yes. Yes. you know, that, that's always been there. Yeah, John Kerry. I mean, John Kerry shared a cover with Bush and, or like whoever. It was like he was on there, and it's like, you know, are we going to know who John Kerry is down the road? No, but like it made it. I don't what, know who John Kerry what, is. What's the second question Frank asked Dragon when he finds him in the burning field? Who's president of the United Who's States? Who's the president? Bill Clinton. <laughs> Now, if I could take a slight detour and perhaps make like a UK parallel, okay. The first ever issue of 2000 AD features our then Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher being shot in the nice. street. <laughs> if you, yeah, there's actually an American podcast where people are reading 2000 AD, like, and they're talking about it, and they're like, "Wow, these English people really don't like their Prime Minister." It's kind of like, yeah, but Margaret Thatcher's been dead for like three years. Oh, at that time, and nobody ever, nobody, no, not at oh, the time. Um, re- uh, she life. was she was still a den in real world when they were reading it. Uh, Margaret Thatcher had been dead for like three years, and what they don't realize is obviously, and this is the same for Eric, is this is creators who have very much free reign putting in their political views. Pat Mills, who wrote that strip, 
absolutely hated Margaret Thatcher because she was a oh. Tory and she was a terrible now, one. The Tories are the Conservative Party, so, right? Primary Conservative Party. The Conservative Party. Yeah, they, they, they are our Republicans. Yes. But it's a bit more complicated over here because of multiple yeah. parties. Yeah, lucky so you. So you say lucky. You say lucky. It means we've got a higher chance of getting a bad one. Um, <laughs> As opposed, so, yeah, to without, without derailing it too like much. We well, you want, you want to know what I find hilarious about that whole thing when, with, with uh, the comics called Invasion and, and Thatcher gets killed. Yes, it, in, in the in the comic, there the you know because Margaret Thatcher is disliked by a lot of British people at that time in real life. In the comic, yeah. it martyrs her, making her. Like super, like in death as like a, as a rallying point for the rebellion. Yeah, the, the Joan of Arc, which is funny because it was done ironically. Exactly. But now, but now it would probably be lost on a lot of people, <laughs> unless they're reading current Pat Mills, in which case we're not allowed to forget how liberal he is. Um, yeah, we don't talk about. We that won't either. talk about Pat Mills today. But um, it's yeah. That's just that was just an interesting parallel. That I feel should be brought up. It does age it, but now that you say it, Jim, that is probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the point of it. Um, he's done. He does that intentionally. Well, I'll say this. I still feel like asking you guys because this is what we're talking about. It's like okay, you're like you're like yeah. It's the creator's intent. But then should you bail just because? Because we should you really bail just because? the views are present like for instance we know savage dragon does not actually fucking stay political all is like 99.99% not political so well to be fair what this, eric's really asking in this question is like could he do a, a funny animals issue could he do uh like could he could he go way off the rails like how far off like the beaten he even said Western or porn. Like, what would yeah. like if like would that run you guys Probably away? Probably not. So you'd be down for Savage Dragon Western? Oh yeah, I would have said fucking Western. Absolutely, I fucking would too. <laughs> but it depends. Does it, would it tie into the story, or would it be like an imaginary story, like back in the back in the Silver Age days when Superman would be a, would be a cowboy? It really depends on like how it's presented. I mean, it wouldn't drive me away, but whether or not I enjoy it, it would depend on context. I will finally just give you my answer is that I am fucking super down for what the fuck ever. Like, to me, I really do believe in like the auteur right. theory where, you know, that there's that singular guiding voice, that vision, and I think that that is the strength of independent comics. I think that there's nothing wrong with team comics or team creative endeavors, but no. I think that one of the huge, most powerful things of comics is that a single individual can deliver an entire experience. I mean, he's the fucking set designer, he's the director, he's the editor, he's the writer, he's the fucking fashion, like the person who does like wardrobe. Like every single thing is coming out of this one person. And so, to me, if that one person wants to take the book into a fucking Wild West hardcore porno, I'm a there. Wild West hardcore porno, specifically that. <laughs> That's it. Assless chaps everywhere. <laughs> sand, and, sand and semen at high noon. <laughs> I'm Honestly, just saying. There's nothing that could really drive me away in terms of tonal things, because I know, as is the case with Dragon, it would move on. Like, if you'd asked me when I first jumped on the book whether... 
you know, if Dragon went through a soap opera or teen sex comedy phase, I'd probably go, yeah, that put me off a little bit, but now I've actually seen it. Holy crap, it was actually pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, he did a, he did and a, that's he a, did great a comic point. strip era. He did a, 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 a Fantastic Four Silver Age family adventure era. I mean, he's done this before, and it's always, you know, either yeah. reverted or, or mutated into something else. Did an Avengers period, so yeah, it's pretty much... That's a fantastic point, is that one of the reasons why I can be reading the same comic book for 25 years is that it really does go through, like, all kinds of different mutations and phases. So, honestly, I don't think there's fucking shit that could run me away, because like you said, it's not gonna last forever. He's gonna get bored and want to do something else. I can't wait for the Savage Dragon Kaiju era. Let's just put it that way. I'll I'll eat that shit up with a fork and spoon. That'd be fantastic. So yeah, so that's our opinion on it. Uh, you listeners, you feel free to write in and uh, give us your hot take on this uh, on this matter. We really would like to hear. How close are you to dropping the book right now? Because of the titties. <laughs> the titties in politics. Trump and titties. No, no, those are two <laughs> things that should never be said in close succession. No, never. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Uh, the interesting conversation topics are fucking awesome. We appreciate them. Please send us yours too at uh, savagefincast at gmail.com. Of course, we'll discuss it. We want to hear your responses to the one we just did from Eric. We also want your new proposals, new subjects you think we should be talking about. So please, please, please give us some sweet, juicy topics, baby. So I guess nice. time for Raven's favorite part of the podcast. Ooh. Meat and potatoes. Nice. Savage Dragon 227. Welcome to Toronto. Well, let's talk about the cover right off the bat. I mean, we talked about this cover when it was solicited, but yeah, it sure is a cover. I like it. I'm just saying in the minute. It tells you everything you need to know, really. And and what's funny is it immediately got like you know, like all the Canadians are like, oh no, why she wearing that out? Why she wearing that like jersey and like? <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the, is the blue Maple Leafs or is the blue the other one? Basically, it's funny because like even the beer in Malcolm's hand is a reference to a real thing. Yeah, it's Molson's, I think. Yeah, so like I'm completely like ignorant. Like I don't know shit about. I know Tim Hortons, and I know. Mooses and Mounties and Maple Leaves. Well, this is going to sound terrible because as little as I know about America, I know even less about Canada. So, (laughs) well, good news for both of you. I lived 20 miles away from the border and spent much of my childhood above... Well, you've not got far to run when the apocalypse happens. So we've got an almost Canadian. I've been to Toronto multiple times. Really? Great. I mean, not in my adult years, but I've I've definitely been there. Although we spent more time in Kingston, really. But I have been to Toronto. I went to their museums once when I was younger. Have you ever down to Molson's? Where? Oh no, I I, I no. We we did the tourist. Okay. <laughs> Saw the dinosaur bones. I like that. You know, this cover. They're like Amy's munching on the hockey puck. Like you know, there's the maple leaf. It's good. It's, it's like you said. Tells you everything you need to know. That slate gray Canada sky. Is it really that apocalyptic? 
is Canada just grey skies? Is Canada is Canada well, to you what Ireland is to us? Just grey skies everywhere. This is what Canada is to Canada. Americans. Canada is the good version of America. So, for all the jokes, Canada is what we aspire to be. Like they're nicer, mm. and it's cleaner. They're more polite. Oh, so it's nothing like it's, Ireland then. They seem to have their shit oh, together. No. Well, it's also huge. Canada is massive, oh, yeah. and they've got massive wilderness going north. But it is also fucking cold, yep. because once you get, like, north of where all civilization is, it really does, oh, the temperature yeah. does really just drop. Well, it's the neighboring country to the North Pole, so, yeah. Well, even even just, like, like up north-north, like, just, like, even, like, you know... Just like we associate Canada with cold, like when you think Canada, you think snow and hockey and you know mooses and mountains. Well, there's a lot. There's still a lot of virgin wilderness up there. It's just a lot of still a lot of places where humans just don't go because it's too cold. I mean, it's you know Alaska times fifty. It's um, it's nice. I like Canada, <laughs> but to put it in perspective, like Zach, like. Uh, there was that stupid documentary where it's like the only crime, the only murder that happened in that one place was like uh, an American like came across the bridge and killed someone. Like it was like like that's that's the impression we have. Whereas like down here, people get killed all the time, and no one. It's like oh well, you know. <laughs> Don't let the cliches fool you. They have their own problems. Oh yeah, and that's the funny thing is that like those are cliches. Like I have Canadian friends from the, the internet that are always like love dispelling those myths. They're always like nah, it's bullshit up here too. Like, the Mounties are all crooked. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Being is always uh, too warm. Trudeau's, turns out Trudeau, it be, even though Trudeau's uh, kind of a liberal, he's apparently a piece of shit sometimes. Yeah, too. yeah. Just, don't think that just because you've got a liberal point of view doesn't mean you can't be a piece of shit. Everybody's like, oh, he's so beautiful. And people are like, yeah, he's a sack of shit, too. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of political corruption. Here's a fun story about Montreal that I... I guess I got from another podcast people who live up there. They don't have food trucks in Montreal. Yeah. They're illegal. Because illegal. They're illegal. What you mean is in because like, uh, restaurants like ice cream vans and restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like do you have like hot dog stalls on corners? I I, I can think of no. one in the entire city. <laughs> well, they're pretty they're, they're they're pretty ubiquitous here in the states. Uh basically all your major cities have food trucks all over the place. This is um, yeah, just feeding, feeding yeah, workers. I'm, I'm aware of at least that much. Foot traffic in Montreal, there are none because the food, the food, um, the restaurants lobbied the government to put all these like restrictions on them about like uh, like uh, licensing and stuff, so that no one could just have one. That the, the what the cost of doing it would be too high, and so finally they've realized, wow, that's really corrupt. And so they changed the rules, and now only restaurants can have food trucks. So the restaurants get to control the food trucks because the restaurants don't want the competition. Wow, that's bullshit. So, oh sure, yeah. So yeah, there's plenty of corruption going on in Canada. Canada. Oh oh, they also had stories about um like a new like a, a new bodega would open up, a new storefront, mm-hmm. and at like a week later, city construction would show up. And like cover the facade with like all this shit, so that no one could see this new store. <laughs> really? Because and start tearing up the street, so there's no parking. Wow, man! Fuck. You know what? Fuck Canada. Yeah, 
Fuck Canada, what a wasteland. That's the episode title right there, by the way. It's just a fuck Canada. Fuck Canada. Oh my god, dude, I didn't know. That sounds, uh... Yeah, sounds- apparently Montreal is like notorious for being corrupt. That sounds just like America. All right, never mind. <laughs> um, perhaps more importantly to the listener, moving uh, the issue. Now, guys, don't you just love seeing Super Tough? Super Tough's the best character. Is a flunky, just a Trump flunky. He's just a grizzled Trump flunky. Look at him, bootlicker. Uh, got all the all all the credentials to be Secretary of. He's We're invading your private property and making America great again. Like, check it out. Like, isn't he filling, fulfilling the role that ICE is fulfilling in the real world? Like, yes. these guys' shoulder pads say FBI, but definitely ICE. <laughs> well, ICE is part of the FBI. Oh, are they? Was I thought it? they were their own division of Homeland Security. Why? I think it's ICE. Immigration oh, Customs ICE. Enforcement. So what they do? Oh. They're the people who support. Yeah, they do. They're basically like oh. they're basically they're the flying squad bags. Yeah, dude. okay. They run into immigration hearings when people are about to get citizenships and stuff, and throw them in jail, and fucking deport them and shit. They're fucked up. Yeah, they're definitely a th- kind of thugs. They're not good. They're ah. not good things. They're racist. Are they, they're a, are, they, are they a new department? Have they been around for a while? This is new. They've been. A, they ice is new. Oh well, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I gotta do more research on ICE. I assume they'd always been around. It's just the way they're being used is the Justice Department's just been using them this way since Trump took over. Yeah. Well, okay. As a, I'll say that the way they're behaving is new. We know that at least. Yeah. Uh, sure. Because to bust into an immigration hearing and to take someone away when they're like trying to legally become a citizen is kind of fun. Not, not cool. They arrested a 10 year old girl with cerebral palsy. I saw that. Getting, uh, so, this is who we're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So, basically, that is not cool. cool. So, basically, that's what Super Tough's doing here, you know? He's, he's kicking mm. down the door and he's like, no, all those women are aliens in the eyes of the U.S. government. And so, like. <laughs> he's got Daredevil in tow, who, you know, I, I kind of wonder if this is a temporary thing because I can get Super Tough being a grizzled old veteran, you know, I, I can get that. But is Daredevil necessarily going to be around in this capacity forever or is he going to actually have a change of heart? Well, wonder. he's not helping. He was just there in the facility. Well, remember. Oh, era- I read it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, sort of out and, you know, he's just hanging out. This is but the remember the, facility. The, the, era, the era he's from. Combined with the fact that I think, is it implied that he and Super Tough were like su- that? Super Tough was like a active hero when Daredevil was an active hero. I would imagine the, the they would be. Yeah, that's actually an interesting point. We haven't seen Daredevil's like past relationships because we've obviously seen that he has a history with Silver Streak, as we know. Right. He had a crossover with Silver Streak. Uh, when he could really, I'd love to see Silver Streak more. Um, but no, I don't think that's really been explored that much. There's an interesting question of if all these other heroes got nabbed by Solar Man, how, how did Super Tough escape? Hmm. Questions for another time, perhaps. Questions for another time, indeed. Another idea, uh, if the government is considering anyone who is basically not from that dimension to be an alien, do those he- uh, heroes count as aliens, or are they just from the past? What? Oh, oh! People out of time. Yeah, people out mm. of time. Like you know, I think they would still be considered citizens since they have birth certificates. 
Yeah, but that didn't stop him from, like, you know... And surely an emerging of the timelines doesn't help. Well, remember, Alex, Angel, and Jennifer are not from this... Well... Shit, the merging of the universe has changed stuff. But yeah, for the most part, they, they don't belong to this world. Oh, right, right. And that's the point I mean, Jennifer's making. Jennifer would have a birth certificate from the other Jennifer. But that, I mean... But she was killed, so she may not have documentation. Well, so it, it, time travel makes... I mean, uh, dimension hopping makes this complicated. Thanks, Dark Lord. Anyway. I mean, because th- actually all three of them would have birth certificates from their counterparts. Right. And But they would also have death certificates because all three of them died before the other ones arrived. So that or probably least... takes care of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because those uh, social security numbers are like what? When you die, they retire that shit, right? Supposedly. I don't know how that works. Yeah. We have gotta, to be, do... gotta be a real hassle being a <laughs> dimension-displaced time traveler. Uh... Like he's here, he's shutting down the portal. He's in the SOS field, and then of course, like we get to see this kick-ass double-page spread. <laughs> Is this thing not awesome? It's pretty, pretty cool. Look it's at got that a lot dick. of mouths. Look at that giant. It's just vor encapsulated. <laughs> now this is a cool monster. I love this monster's design, and. uh I also do like. I don't know if you guys took this away from it. This is how I took it. Like as they beat him up, he breaks into other littler dudes. Yeah, you can see smaller dudes crawling out of it. Yeah. Yeah, even just above his head, you can see one that's like emerging. Yeah. This so, guy must have a killer dental plan. This is a kick-ass monster. I don't think we've seen him before either. I we've briefly saw seen something that. like him. Yeah, the like the the not the mindless ones, the the other ones. Uh, I forget what they're called. The slow ones, the ones that you saw. Oh, I can't give a good example. You you see them sometimes. Like, remember in, I want to say Savage Dragon ninety eight mm-hmm. when Dragon saved, uh, went back in time, saved Nurse, Nurse Anne, and Nurse Anne. And Doctor Savan, uh, Doctor Nirvana showed up. Mm-hmm. Does any of this sound familiar? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. Chew all up right. a dime, spit it through his forehead. Right, right. Okay, they were attacked by all these mindless one type monsters. Right. And then they all blew up. Gotcha. Because... Yep, I know what you mean. Yep, the ones that like just gripped on and then blew up. Yep, I remember. Yeah, that. these vaguely reminded me of that, but I'm pretty sure they're different. Well, they're different. They're kick-ass monster. I love this double-page spread. This is some good shit. Good shit. And we see babyface Malcolm in the back yep. of the paddy wagon. So we're following up directly from the end of last issue where we speculated that maybe this was a... Uh, you know, they weren't going to be arrested. They were going to be let go. But nope, they're in the back of a truck being hauled off to whatever fate awaits them. The most important thing to note is that Jackson shat himself. <laughs> that is a hilarious poo-poo face. I can I can I can attest for uh, my uh, niece and nephew that yes, they do shit themselves. <laughs> just look at just a face though. Uh, the kids are hilarious. I'm just saying, like a lot of the times, kids in comics suck shit. 
Like, they're just not good. A lot of people aren't good at drawing them. That's one. Like, have you ever seen how oogie some people draw kids? Yes. It's fucking... I don't know why it throws people for a loop so bad, but these dragon babies are quite adorable, and they all have their little personalities and stuff. Like, Amy is hilarious already. They're talkers. I can imagine having three of them as a nightmare. Blah, blah, blah. Everything is blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty good sentence. (laughs) It's great. Honestly, yeah. growing up as the eldest of three siblings by ten years, it's pretty much what it's like. Yeah. Pretty much. It's good. Just it... screaming and shouting and shitting. <laughs> Not always in that order, but yeah. Malcolm brings up a good point. Like, this law. Like, what the fuck is the point of that law? Like, like who else really could that even apply to? Like, who else in the book fits the bill? Kevin? Right. Nah, actually, no, kind of. Kevin's from that dimension. Yeah. Uh, like, really? He's got papers. Also, he's not got alien heritage. So, hmm. Good point. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a bad law. <laughs> it, it feels, it does feel like it was written just to target him. But, I mean, of course, you know. Target Superman. We'll see, we'll see. Yeah, this dumb Superman in Dimension X. <laughs> Gotta get rid of all those aliens, guys. Now, we go back and the ladies are kicking ass in Dimension X, you know. And again, this is where I was talking about where it looks like when they bash that monster up that it's like just littler monsters. It's good stuff. They look kind of like critters, actually, which is... <laughs> oh, right, dude, just round heads, no eyes. Well, of course, yeah. eyes. But yeah, but they're mostly mouth. Yeah, yeah, there's some hands. Like, if you look, there's some hands just floating off in the debris, but mostly it just looks like it's stone slabs and mouths and shit. It's not dudes. I'm wrong. It's not dudes. They're not getting bust into dudes. They're getting bust into bits. Into dust. Space dust. So they're they're stone-based, or at least they look like that. Yeah, rock monsters. And then they the girls run the rest of them off, and then when the van stops... Dun dun dun! To Malcolm realize he's not been sold down a river by Captain Stewart. He's actually been. He was going to murder every single one of them. Look at that raised fist. <laughs> I like it though. I like that he's like coming at him. <laughs> They're like, Whoa. Do these police officers have names at this point? They do. That's Barney on the right. I know that. that what the Barney? Mustache. Yeah, mustache. Yeah, mustache guy is Barney mm. for sure. I don't know about the other dude on the left, but the dude on the right is definitely Barney. Because I was like, he looks like a Barney. His bangs match his mustache. Oh my god, now I can't see it. Yeah, there you go. So that's Barney. So now you'll never forget. Barney's got the mustache. Best character. Hope he doesn't die next issue. There's the episode title. (laughs) Barney's got the mustache. (laughs) No, I like it. I like that Captain Stewart uh, hooked Malcolm up, but it's funny because he kind of hooks him up in kind of like a dick way. Like He's like, hey, you're someone else's problem now. <laughs> so it's it's like he, he didn't exactly hook him up, but like he, he kind of did. Best boss ever. So, uh, yeah, man. So we'll... They move along. The ladies are back in uh, Dimension X. It kind of sort of dawns on them, you know, the bad news. No time machine. They can't get home. I don't think they realize that yet. 
They just know that the time machine's gone. Oh, the time machine is no, no, does not exist. Yep, they, they don't know they can't get home yet. All they know is that Dark Lord's lair is destroyed and there's no time machine. So, and then they get attacked again. Because, like, you know, Dimension X is a total clusterfuck all the time. Yeah, with the... Actually, mm, trying to remember, when, when Glum was in charge, there was... Oh, no, when Darkseed was in charge, there was, like, some a little bit of order. But once he died and then Glum died, it's been chaos ever since. Oh, yeah, nonstop, like, just... Or Glum didn't die, but oh, yeah, Glum, got, Glum got deposed no by Dark... Glum got deposed by Dark Dragon, and then things went to shit. The cursed Earth in space. Oh no, no! I'm, th- I'm I mean, I'm partially right, but when Glum got stuck on Earth is when things went really went to shit. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't there to like exert control. Yeah, he wasn't there to re- like rein it in. And that's when Death Seed tried to take over, wasn't it? Yeah, that so, sounds right. We actually that did take over in a way. So yeah, you did. And then Jennifer murdered him. Yeah, because it was. But no, they're they're fucked. Basically, they they there's no time machine, and of course we the reader know they they ain't getting home either. This was a dumb plan to begin with. What were you thinking? Yeah, yeah, like well, they've not got they've not got Rex Dexter to make a a uh, time machine anymore. Not that he probably could in the first place. So they're kind of hedging their bets. They're super fucked. Like unless somebody like opens that portal, like they're just fucked. Like there's no getting out. And that portal can be opened anywhere because there's like a window that you can like dial in different places. Yeah, but like none of these three have like what you'd call the smarts. Like, uh, who was it that operated some machinery though? Angel or Jennifer? One of the two was operating machinery. So Angel, I don't know. Yeah. Technically, they could make the Glum world and maybe get something going because we know Glum has the ability because he sent Thor back. Yes, so te- and he, you know, that's how he got to Earth in the first place. Yeah, techni- so technically they're not totally fucked. Yeah, and also too, Glum like was dumping aliens in like by the boatload. So I think like sure. Angel has all those memories, so she should be able to operate the portal. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Oh, bingo, dude. So right there, maybe maybe there's your way out, possibly. But of course, we know Glum's alive. It's entirely possible that he dismantled everything and then like left. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like you kind of get the idea that like. He's not in the, you know, world-conquering business. He's in the baby-raising business, so. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen, guys. I'm... <laughs> it would really kind of suck if they ran into Glum, like, immediately, though. That would kind of ruin that. I agree. I, I do like the idea of Glum being bookended out of the book for a while. Obviously, he's like, not gone forever, but, like, yeah. Like ten years, at least. You definitely want him to ride to Pine. Somebody made the point, and I think this is kind of... Yeah, definitely there's, like, that Alex tension. Like, I felt like Alex was, like, on the chopping block every other page. I was like, oh, shit. They even talk about, like, she's vulnerable. Like, you think Angel and Smasher are going to be fine. But I don't know, man. Fucking, I really hope we don't lose Alex in Dimension. Good news is rock monsters don't use sharp pieces of metal. Still, Oh, firearms, apparently. I'm scared, Jim. I'm going to say I'm scared. I do find it interesting that all these issues later, all these years, all these story arcs, the Power Glove is still relevant. I actually thought it was destroyed. I was surprised to see it again. I could have swore the... the Wasn't the two and one was destroyed? Well, there was. One was definitely destroyed, but I could have swore the second one got destroyed at some point, but I was wrong. Well, uh... I'm more curious where it's been. 
Well, clearly, like, they just had an SOS possession. Yeah. Because, like, boom. Which makes sense. I mean, it's an incredibly dangerous weapon, so you wouldn't want that to get in the wrong hands. I know there were definitely two when Universo attacked the second time. Because I'm pretty sure Dragon was wearing both. He was. I think that's where one of them got destroyed, actually. I think. I gotta recheck all that. Hey, guys. Jim Purcell, the Savage Fincast here. I guess at a lot of this shit. <laughs> My memories are vague at best. <laughs> Got a head full of can we bullshit. Just fo- can we just footnote that and like <laughs> just just page it? It's kind of like I just jumped to this point for a terrible confession. <laughs> Timestamp. I will say this: the one thing the the Savage Dragon Wiki could use is like a, a an item guide, like for weapons. And like shit. the characters all have write ups and like. Things like the power glove should have one too. Hmm. I find it somewhat it surprising that that's not on there. Let's see. Collected appearance. Weapons and devices, Jim. It's there, right? Oh, it's not like. Yeah, can, I thought it was. You can't click it. Groups. There's nothing in it. Oh, yeah, okay. It's weird. It's got a stamp, but you can't click it. Uh, okay. It's probably just because no one's made the page yet or done the, and done the work. No admittance. Oh, the forbidden Lord. section. Okay, I, I'm with you, Jim. I get you. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to have a way to track those uh, those toys. Um, moving right along. Yeah, but then everybody's just going to have to file a different article for each of Maxine's sex toys, and nobody wants to do that. I'll do that. I'll take on that burden. Oh, no, actually, yeah, you would. Yeah, I'm talking to the right person. Put the sex tape, the, uh, remember the sex tape? How many issues the sex tape has Just put been. the sex tape, like, first appearance. <laughs> Last appearance. Is it still out there? We don't know. But uh, moving right along, there's Malcolm and uh, Maxine talking about, like, uh, you know, with the, I guess a customs agent or an immigration guy. And they're sort of going over there. Like, both of them are just establishing they don't know shit about Canada. Yeah, that that whole thing where basically... They're they're playing up the Americans who know nothing about Canada trope, mm-hmm. and how all their all what they do know is out of date. It's true though. I don't know shit about. <laughs> I don't know shit about Canada. <laughs> who the hell's Rob Ford? Yeah, when they're t- like Rob Ford looks like a fat Chris Farley, and Chris Farley was already was a fat Chris. Who Farley. the fuck's Chris Farley? <laughs> I googled him. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. That's. That's accurate. It's made doubly ironic on me who doesn't know anything about American culture either, to be fair. Like, no, ha Americans know nothing, says the man who knows nothing. It's good, though, dude. You just know we're all on the same playing field. I will say it was funny to see all the like Canadians are super loving it, dude. They were loving it. Like, on, on his Facebook page, they were loving all these like little references and stuff. So, it's neat. Uh that he went to the trouble to make sure that there's all these things. Because, like we mentioned, he does it for, like, you know, Savage Dragon. Like, he goes to the trouble to mention, like, modern movies or current events or something like that. It's just kind of neat that he went to the trouble to put in all this Canada shit, too. The Space Needle thingy. (laughs) I was like, that's perfect. Oh, yeah. I didn't get Monster's Ball, though. Like, is that, like, filmed in Canada? Yeah, that one's completely lost on me. 
Wait, which one? Where Maxine goes, is Monsters Ball a play on words? Because they're both kind of monsters, and they do ball. I was like, well, that's a funny joke, but, like, how's that tied to Canada? What page is this? Uh, I don't know. It's the page that's linear. It's all tall panels. It's after they're talking to the immigrations guy, and then next they're draw- they're driving, and she sees the Space Needle. And she's, oh. she's talking. So the second panel, she's like, "Is Monsters Ball a play on words? Because they're both kind of monsters, and they do ball." And I was like, "What? Like?" <laughs> that does kind of come out of nowhere. I'm not really sure what she's talking about. I was like, "I just need someone to tell me, listener, dear listeners, let us know how that ties to Canada. If in if in fact it does at all." Dear Eric, we educated you on the nature of magical girls. Would you kindly return the favor and explain what the fuck a monster ball is? <laughs> it's it's the I'm pretty sure it's that movie. But I'm just like kind of figuring out the tie to the tie to Canada. No, but it's it's dawning on Malcolm that he doesn't get to go home for, you know, theoretically eight years. Four to eight years, potentially. So that's kinda, you know, again, it's kinda crazy. If you've ever have you if you ever had that experience in life where you're just uprooted and you leave all of your friends and family behind, it is a crazy feeling. To just move somewhere where you know fucking nobody and nothing. Never never done it, but I've seriously considered doing outs of uh <laughs> just you know, fuck it. But nah, it must be scary. It's weird. It's a weird feeling. I've done it a, a time or two. I guess it's a completely different thing to move to a different part of the country here, where it's literally you could move from one side of the country to the other, and it's entirely different. Hell, you could move from one state to another, and it's completely different. The thing, too, is, like, they're, like, you know, like, they talk about, like, the metric system, like, talk about, like, getting fucked up, like... Yeah, that real. I find this... Uh, oh, you, you gotta dig in at the metric system. <laughs> I don't know how the imperial system works. The metric system is standard here. All right, wait. I can actually, I can actually tell you exactly how it works, Zach. Do you know how um, money used to work? Where you're from? <laughs> it, it's a lot like that. There's a reason we got rid of that. I because know. nobody understood it. How many sterlings that were to the patent? No. But it's really like yeah. how many crowns there were to a penny. Exactly. We got rid of it because it was garbage. So yeah, metric system is dead easy. I don't know what these kids' problem is. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's I I'm I'm in the metric all in multiples of ten. I'm in the metric system ignorance though. Like I don't know fucking shit about it. Like if I had to suddenly buy it, one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to hundred. That's all you need to know. Well, then I guess I already know the metric system. <laughs> How's that? It's just, I just, I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, it, it, it's a joke I get because do any other countries use the imperial system? Or is it just America being awkward? Yeah, at this point, it's just us. I mean, there's, there's a few others, but they're like really small countries. Well, you know what the bullshit reason I always heard too? They're like, oh, it'd take too much money to change everything over. And That's it's like we did it. Really, it. We nearly did it twice with the euro. I, I mean, I taught. I was taught it metric system in high school, so I knew both right away. I was taught it, but I never retained it because I knew I wouldn't need it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I, I mean, I, I mean, I get that. And the, you want to know what? I had a really bad experience once. 
uh, I, uh, raped by the I, Matrix I, system. I was doing a printing. I was doing a printing project, and I did everything in centimeters. Uh-huh. And oh I took God! It, I, took it, I took it to a local printing place, and you know what? The guy behind the counter had the gall to tell me, <laughs> "In the United States, we use inches." <laughs> Fuck you, man! Your computers—they convert easy. Well, what, that was your cue to say, well, here's one inch and raise the middle finger. <laughs> you missed the obvious dick joke in there, Zach. You gotta grab it say, well, well, here's six inches. I couldn't find a way to fit the inches. <laughs> well, here's, here's six here's inches. Six inches. Oh, oh, hang on, I got my conversion wrong. Give him the um, grab it shake, you know? Suck it! <laughs> gotta be mean with those guys, Jim. You can't take their guff. I really knew those those Blu-ray covers printed, though. <laughs> oh, it was... Oh, my God. You know what? He knew he could give you shit. He knew you needed... He knew that you needed him more than he needed you. <laughs> In America, we use inches. What a shithead. <laughs> what a jerk. You're just punching it into Photoshop, dickass. It's not that hard. So the ladies are beating the shit out of more Dimension X flunkies. Monster dongs going everywhere. They're, they're... Is that fish lips, by the way? Panel 2. Nope. Just happens. It the, looks like him. The butt uglies. Just as Dimension X counterpart. Yep, that's it. The butt uglies happen to look like those dudes. And then, you know, we get them coming back. You sound, I just want to say, Jim, look at, the, look at Malcolm's chin pubes. They're coming in already. Oh, yep, I, I see pubes. They're coming in already. The hilarious thing is that that's probably not by choice. He's just been uprooted and he just doesn't have a razor. Doesn't have time. No time. So, uh, basically, though, they're, they're, you know, getting introduced to the neighborhood. I gotta tell you, this is gonna be a damn different experience than Chicago. Like, just the neighborhood that she's describing? Hipsters? Vegan markets? Oh, God, it's Manchester. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know shit about Manchester, but I do know... I live there. It's hipsters galore. I just know that, like, what he's describing... What she's describing is really different than Chicago. Surely Pittsburgh must have its gentrified areas. Pittsburgh does have gentrified areas, although, for the most part... Pittsburgh's pretty fucking straight-laced. Like, this is more Joe Blow than hipster. Like, you're not going to find skinny jeans in anywhere near the volume that you would. It's ironic because I moved from Asheville to Asheville, North Carolina, up to Pittsburgh. And, like, in a lot of ways, it seems a lot less, like... I mean, people are less tolerant here, and it's just, it's a it's a, like you know if you're vegan, you'll get mocked. Like it, it's a lot less that here than it is other places. And so, I see. Steel Town, baby, the Steel Town. We're much more like Savage Dragon Chicago. There's this whole desolated, destroyed place full of mutants. You just don't go. That sounds like my hometown. That's it. Then you know what I'm saying. No, I'm just saying, like, for like, think about like to like, just let us sink in that we're talking about like potentially the setting for the book for the next like four to eight years, <laughs> and that's a huge difference. Like, that's a pretty yeah. dramatic tonal shift. Do you reckon she'll stick around in Toronto for 
four to eight years? Or is he going to find some way to make his way back to America and probably Chicago anyway? Well, think about it. The kids... We'll see. The kids are going to be in school, right? Yep. So the kids... you, you Well, no, they're still young. I mean, they're still under five. Yeah, I'd but if we're say. talking eight years... If you're talking eight... May not want to... May not want to pull him out of school at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like if if you're talking well, just as far as moving around, like I don't see the book doing a world tour. I don't know. I mean, shit, anything can happen. But I'm saying they could be on the run through the galaxy for all we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it literally. I mean, like we're fucking completely speculating. But I'm saying like if the kids are in school in Canada, you really don't have a huge motivation to just move all over, right? Maybe they'll get Franklin Richard. Huh? And get eight. Get aged up via time travel by their grandfather. You know, in the old comics he drew as a kid, that shit happened. So really? You never know. <laughs> like, wouldn't that be incredibly weird? So here's a panel, a uh, splash page, that Eric posted on his Facebook in advance. Hold on. Before Is you it? do that, I just want to throw one last thing out there. Burger's Priest is real. And if you go to their website, their food looks fucking awesome. Like, now we'll go to the splash. To Google. <laughs> yeah, burger, theburgerspriest.com. Just check it out. It looks fucking great. Apparently, Eric was like... What was the word I'm looking for? He was hating himself for la- laying out this uh, splash page. This is a great splash page, dude. Thing is, though, this is, this is a good example of his uh, looser line art. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing that he... I think what he did on Spawn was a lot like this. Oh, yeah. Very open lines, thin lines, no ha- l- l- minimal hatching. I think Ant... You can expect Ant to look like this. Yeah. Yes. This is this is what um uh, the last issue of his Supreme Run looked like. Look at Jackson taking a drink out of the cup, out of the solo cup. Who's going to stop him? That's hilarious. He's got a healing factor. He's fine. <laughs> Here's a little insider baseball for you uh, cats and kittens out there in listener land. So it's no secret on the FinCast, we get a digital advanced copy so that we can, you know, check it out. I missed the, mine this month, but there we go. <laughs> the back of the girl's dress. Oh, Thunderhead, right? Yeah. So the funny thing was, is in the digital version, the preview we got, that was colored straight up like Thunderhead. Right. And in the print version, the final print version, he's purple with like uh, magenta eyes. I'm gonna guess Eric said, "Huh." <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't think I don't think Kevin started his own uh, clothing line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Probably exactly. We color this. I love it. I love it. But it's also I, I just noticed it, and I was going, "Huh?" I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I like it though. It's funny, a funny little uh, thing. I also like the fact that like it is clearly a skull, like grabbing ass. Yes. <laughs> Rudy Scooty, Kevin coming for the booty. Maybe that's what he drew, and then he colored it like Kevin on a lark uh-huh. to see who noticed, and then colored it the way he intended. Well, when it was blue, when it was Kevin blue, it stood out like a motherfucker. It's very obviously Kevin. Yeah, your eyes went, like, right to it. 
but like the way it's colored now, you could easily like overlook it because it kind of goes in with their dress. But it was just a funny Easter egg. I also like the fact that uh, the dog is chasing Amy around like in the scenes. Yep, yeah, it's the nice way to lose a dog. It's a nice touch. But no, dude, look at even look at the facial hair and the like the way these kids are dressed and shit. Hipsters, bro. Hipsters. I'm just worried about this one really drunk guy. Who do you think he just wears that Canada flag everywhere? Which mm. one? Where? Wait, where are you talking? Uh, not the splash right. page. The page afterwards. Oh, the ever oh. been with a real man guy? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> what if this turns out to be Captain Canuck? You know, just. Mm. I like the fact that you have somebody that would have the fucking balls to try and like cock block Malcolm. <laughs> like, can you imagine like seeing this enormous green dude and being like, I'm going to move in on his girl. Cause it makes sense for the drunk guy. Right. Right. But then the other guy, a panel yes, later, I can take him. The other guy, a panel later, clearly sober. <laughs> the one Maxine's laughing at. Look at the size of her mouth. <laughs> it's great, dude. She looks like a Peanuts character. I love it. <laughs> Lips gone, just laughing. <laughs> nah, it's good, dude. It's good stuff. I love this whole party sequence. He hated it. What's his importance? He hated it. I, actually... I loved it. Who hated it? Eric. Oh, making it. He hated making it. Oh, right, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. of all these kids and their clothing. The perspective, too. Well, that, that couldn't have... Yeah, that was probably a big challenge. He nailed it, though. Nailed it. Nailed the shit out of it. Forgot to put a Waldo in, though. Waldo. <laughs> no John Day, either. John Day don't make the cut. Did John Day make the issue? He was in the SOS lab at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, he, uh... He was getting carted away with the other scientists. That's well, good, though. It's good. I, I like I like this scene a lot. I like this whole sequence a lot. Dude, I'm sorry. Also, too, I'm going to give props to Maxine's joke about radios from a shack, pizzas from a hut, and dresses from a barn. Yeah. That shit's funny. That, that's good dialogue. We have a store called Dress Barn here, Zach. Oh, yeah? And for some mysterious women, for some mysterious reason, women continue to frequent Dress Barn. You wouldn't think any woman would ever be caught dead in a a dress purchased from Dress Barn. (laughs) You know, that just sounds like we have a similar thing with a branch here called Primark, and it's like, the stuff they sell there is crap but it's cheap, so women keep shopping there periodically, and even though everybody slags Primark off, it still just Yeah, it, it sounds like the same thing. It's like Value City. I don't think I know one person who loves Value City, but for some reason, Value, Value City fucking has staying power where Sears is shutting down. Like, Sears and Kmart are going under, and Value City's just fine. It's a mystery, dude. It's bizarre. Hmm. It's like, I don't really get all the jokes about the clotheslines from Target, but, you know, I guess I'd have to be there to get it. Is that in this issue? Did I miss it? 
No, no, there's nothing about Target in here, but just while we're on the subject of, like, uh, clothing branches and stuff, it's clothing stores, it's... I don't know. That Target seems to be the one everybody comes up as the butt of the joke, and I'm like, ah, I don't get it. You know, the get the guess the joke is the thing is is if you shop at any of those big box stores, you're gonna have a generic look, only because everybody like is wearing them. Shops, yeah, everybody goes to. Still, like if you've ever done that, and there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes like Walmart, Walmart has good shit. So you'll go in there and you'll be like, oh, that's cool. Just know that if you buy the cool thing at Walmart or Target, fucking get prepared. Everyone has it, yeah. Yeah, get prepared to see 70 motherfuckers in that same shirt. So that's the joke, pretty much. I gotta say, Mm. I love this panel of Maxine just standing on Malcolm's face. (laughs) What a hilariously weird thing. Like a cat. You know how your cat will, like, wake you up by, like, walking on your face? My cat can't stand to stand not on... My cat can't stand to be on me. Really? So, no. Yeah, she's a weird one. She doesn't like being picked up, so she doesn't like walking on me. Oh, my God, dude. Most cats, like, fucking, you can't keep them off of you. They're, like, fucking all over you. I mean, I've had cats that do that, but not my current cat. My cat used to scratch my face, and, like, my lips specifically. Like, it fucking knew. Like, I'd be asleep, and i just feel, like, a little claw on my lips. Not, like, mean, like, a scratch, but, like, you know how they, like, knead your flesh? Like, dough? Yes. I'm saying that's what I get from this Maxine panel. Is like, she's, like, walking on his face, like, kneading his face with her toes. It's fucking hilarious. She's got good balance, I'll give her that. Maxine rocking the natural 70s bush. (laughs) I wonder if you're going to bring that up. <laughs> Come on, Jim. How was I not gonna? <laughs> well, good for her. That's all I'm saying. Good for her. And the other thing I have to bring up, she's she goes for the Kevin threesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense, but you'd think that'd be just be weird because they're brothers. You know, I know you're going to laugh, dude, but I've known brothers that would do shit like that. I know. The finger cuffs, the high five over top of the girl. Like, I'm saying there's different brothers in this world, dude. Like, me and my brother, I couldn't fucking stand to, like, even hear him tell a story. I'd be like, dude, shut up. Gross. You're my... Gross! I'd be like, you're my brother. I don't... I never want to hear any fucking thing you ever do in your life. And yet, I'll talk to, like, brothers, and they'll be like, yeah, man, so we were, like, tag-teaming this chick, and I'm like, oh my god. Are you fucking serious? So, yeah, saying. no pseudo-incestual undertones whatsoever. <laughs> hey, you know, you know, it's not gay when it happens in a three-way. I'm just saying. There's, whole, there's a whole song. No, no, Raven, it is. It's a whole song. It is really gay, even if you do it in a threesome. <laughs> With the honey in the middle, there's some leeway. <laughs> it's a whole, it's a wouldn't whole be, song. Wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a sandwich without two slices of bread. There you go. That's it. No, I it's think it's still, funny that she it's even still went gay. <laughs> I think it's funny that she went there, but the funnier thing is, is the way that the dialogue rolls... Uh, she brings it up like she doesn't just like it isn't just a thing she asks Malcolm she says oh no 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 do you think 
She's been having this conversation with Kevin. Just going, right, okay, I'll, I'll suggest it to him, but no promises. Well, see, that's what's so funny. It's because the way it reads, she says to Kevin, it's a no-no on the threesome. I tried my best to persuade Malcolm. Believe me, he can be so stubborn. And then the next thing Thunderhead says... He, he, he doesn't even respond. It's like, mm, okay. <laughs> see, but that's what's so funny is he, is he is changing gears and ignoring her, but the way I read it, he goes, is it just us then? <laughs> And the first thing I thought that it was that I was like, "Whoa, is he talking about banging Maxine? Like just him and Maxine? Like what the fuck?" But he's talking about moving. Oh no, I see. I see it now. I totally misread that as like Kevin being like, "Oh, is it just us then?" <laughs> if he had eyelids, he would wink. <laughs> exactly. So it's just me and you then, huh? Sorry, bro. Stairs, stairs blankly Skeletor style. We tried to include you. <laughs> I love it. It's hilarious. The entire neighborhood turns out to help. Even Doc Brown. Because in Canada, everyone's polite. Well, it's a funny joke, you know, the polite Canadians. This is where we... What if in this universe... In the Dragon universe or in the Savage World universe, the invasion of the Body Snatchers actually succeeded, but just stayed in Canada. They're just nice people. They're just they're just better than us Americans. They're replicants. They're not real. <laughs> now, what's cool too, a nice little touch, is that there are actually people from the party here. So, like some of these people that show up to help move. We're at the party, so that's just kind of a cool touch, I thought. That's cute. Just a nice little nod. And then, of course, you know, end comic. It's the ladies, they finally realize they're stuck here at this point. Interesting, interesting synergy where Malcolm and uh, Maxine have realized, oh, we're going to be here a while. What? while Alex, Jennifer, and Angel have also realized the same thing. Yeah, it is a nice juxtaposition. Also, uh, the monster on the top of the heap there has giant nipples, I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's a funny touch. I would prescribe Vaseline for that. <laughs> uh... No, and you know, another thing too, if you didn't, and I just want to give a shout out to the letters column. Um, because sometimes is on the digital version. Do you bros get the letters column? No, I mean in the yes, you do. Yes, it, right. You got it, Zach. Uh, yeah, I got it. But I bought this issue, so it's uh only it's got the letters anyway. I'm not looking at my purchase issue. Okay, four pages of letters, and they're awesome. And again, I got some shout-outs in them, so thank you guys. I can't read them them because I'm looking at it on my monitor. (laughs) Raven, you said there's four pages of letters? Four pages of letters. The way Eric's always saying, make sure you write in, I would have thought less. Well, that's what's cool, and that's what I want to say, is I'm just giving these people... For for one, okay, I want to give a shout out. It's it's good letters. Like I don't know a lot of people. Like maybe they do or maybe they don't read the letters column, but like for one, you should read the letters column because uh, they're awesome. They actually are good letters. They're long letters, and you know they bring up interesting points and thoughts. But uh, also too, you know, Eric responds to them and stuff. But also too, you'll learn stuff that you maybe didn't 
uh, know or appreciate, like uh, the FinCast gets a shout-out, too. I thought you'd appreciate that, Jim. Um, really? Yeah. What do they say about me? How handsome I am? <laughs> Just that they love the FinCast. But, like, uh, how handsome you Got a face for radio, that Jim Purcell. Hang on, I'm going to zoom in here. Uh, you dirty, lying, skanky. Hang on. <laughs> this had a art experiment that you might not have realized uh, unless it was pointed out to you. I certainly did not. Uh, but, yeah, if you flip through the issue, uh, every page had two had panels the same size. And no two pages could be the same, like, side by side. So if you flip through then knowing that, it's kind of funny because it's like one of those art experiments that you, you know, would have missed. But once you flip back through, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, fucking, there it is. Yeah, there's there's the different layouts. So This probably ties into his talking about panel layouts a couple of months ago. Yeah, because he did. He talked. About, he did all kind. He talked all about like, what's what's every combination of a nine-panel grid? What's <laughs> yeah? Look at all these useless ones that go in a circle and go nowhere. Cut them out. Mm-hmm. That was a that was that was a pretty pretty informative uh, Facebook chat. It's good overall. It's good. I like it. I'm. Uh... I'm super down. I just want to give a shout-out to the Letters column only because I think it's kick-ass. I hope more people write in. Uh, he said that he pretty much prints everything he gets these days because writing is really low. Like, writing's really down. So Right, he said that. Well, I assume that would be the case, which is why I was surprised at four pages. Yeah, no, that's what's cool. Like, that's what's awesome. Like, to me, I read the issue, I read the backups, and then... When I'm, you know, sitting around, like, I read the letters too, so it's cool. I just, I really hope that people continue to send letters. You can email them in as well, like, and in fact, he said that's ideal because he can just copy and paste your letter then. So, yeah, man, like, please, like, listeners who read and like, please continue to write into Savage Dragon. Like, your letters are awesome and appreciated. So. I just wanted to give a shout out to the letter writer bros. Backups. You know what I like seeing in the backups? G Man? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Chris. This is a pretty good one. I could swear I've read this one before, but I can't recall where. If you follow Chris G on his website, or I mean on Facebook, he posts these to Facebook. Okay. So it's possible. I haven't seen them before. So, yeah. G-Man is a webcomic now. So. Nice. It's entirely possible that you may have seen these. But, like, this was the first time I had seen them. I thought this shit was great. I really hope that, like, there's more G-Man backups from here on out. <laughs> Especially I wonder if Rob Liefeld will see this and go, okay, I'm just going to draw feet from now on. Well, it's like the thing says, he, he draws feet, he just doesn't draw them all the time. As you shouldn't. It's good. It's good stuff. Love G-Man. Love this double page spread, which was prepared in time for 225, but just 225 is too jam-packed. It's, it's pretty nice. It's I do find it especially amusing that, yeah, the prison characters have come back on like one occasion, 
All the dragon characters have been around for a while, except for this weird half-faced guy up at the top, who I actually remember seeing in like a Facebook comment, Eric, saying that <laughs> some just don't make the cuts. Um, <laughs> he was like a Martian Manhunter type. By the looks of it, yeah. I think he was called. I think he was actually called Half Face or something like that. I don't know. It's cool. Though. And then, and then there's the Firehawk characters, which poor Firehawk characters lost to the mists of time. Ironhawk. Ironhawk. There, I can't even get his goddamn name right. That's how obscure he is. <laughs> I, I kind of like them because they seem kind of Sentai esque, but I think they're more supposed to be metal men. That is my impression. Yes. But I do now. You say it's Sentai. You're yeah. I see it. But, like, just, like, Kill Cat and Kid Avenger, like, Powerhouse, like, Star, Battle Tank, just seeing all these dudes, just, like, wow, even Dark. Different. I, yeah, I actually got into a conversation about the Battle Tank design with Eric on Facebook, because I didn't recognize him at first. Oh, that, oh, with the more, you know, tank, tank look, yeah. Which is kind of cool. It's very cool. And some have hardly changed. Justice hardly changed. Yeah, look at Mako shorts. Well, that's not justice. That is Super oh, Patriot. Super Patriot, of course. You know, just before he got chewed up by Mako and rebuilt by Project Born Again. It's good. It's good stuff, my man. I love it. Love it. So I'm down with it. And of course you've got the guide, like on the on the following page. If you if you're curious at all, you know, you got your guide there, Zeke. It's all these dudes, so it's cool. It's just kick-ass. It's kick-ass to see this stuff. Would you hate to be the character doing the dishes on the pinup, and then like, like everyone else is just chilling out in the kitchen, and you're doing the dishes? These are all like supporting characters, I suppose. Yeah. Lesser. Hmm. Although that, that one woman appears to be that the spider-crested woman from the. And Mace the, uh, is there. Yeah, Mace is there. Isn't he smiling? <laughs> Smiley that's Mace. That's creepy. And uh, the guy in the in the foreground, that's um, Animal, right? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Little angel yes. reading comics underneath. It's good. It's good shit. It's and lastly, nice retro. Lastly, the funnies. Which I haven't actually read yet, so I should probably glance So, I actually... Uh, once we get through the first strip, when we get to Rumro, I got some stuff to talk about. Ooh. I have all the answers. Really? All of them. Every single one. Well, as usual, I love Draw, Brandon Draw. That shit is gold, dude. It's every time. Every time it's funny. I mean, it's well drawn and it's funny, so. Brandon B. You demand. Rumro. So, what did you think of Rumro uh, Strip Two? It, it had that problem that we talked about. Same problem as last time. Okay. Yeah. So, it turns out I accidentally, like a few years ago, got the one shot that this is based on. Mm-hmm. That's called it's called Rumro. Okay. So, what the premise is, mm-hmm. what the what the strips here have not explained at all, is that it's an alternate nineteen twenties. Where instead of the speakeasies going underground, they go up on airships in the air. Okay. And Rum Row is a basically where all the airships hang out above New York City. That the 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 um uh, 
the uh, FBI can't infiltrate because they're on airships. Whoa. So it's all about air pirates and blimps and 1920s fashion and buildings. So the thing is, is that is awesome and kicks ass. Like, that's a great concept. And this art is really, really good. Like, I like this art. The coloring is good. The action, like, you know, the dialogue, the zoom in on the eye. Like, all this stuff is really, really good. Like, this is top-notch comic making. It just has that problem that we talked about where in a strip format, once a month, it just kind of hurts it. Like, it suffers. It suffers only getting... What do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six. What do we get? Six panels? It just really suffers giving us six panels once a month of any continuing thing. Whereas your one-off joke-style strips, like Draw, Brand, and Draw, like, obviously there's no, you know, investment needed. You don't... So, I don't know. It's rough. It's it's kind of got the exact same uphill struggle as Night Watchmen. And remember right. what was ironic is we bitched about Night Watchmen and by the time it was done, like I actually like started to be okay and like Night Watchmen really like landed with me like really well. I was like, Okay, I get it. It's actually I get this. But uh yeah, man, like you said, I mean like that world you described, Jim, sounds awesome, dude. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. So there was a whole like thirty two page one shot. I don't know if it ever came out in print, but it's definitely on Comixology. That and I just happened to have it, and I was surprised to see it because I had forgotten I'd got it in some free pack of books sometime in the past. Well, because it was uh, it was one of those uh, creator-owned self-published books. Sadly, there's just not much you can do about right something like that. I mean, really, like. Imagine if you were putting one page of Raven's Dojo in here every month. Yeah, it just wouldn't. It'd be it, that would be the hardest shit in the world to make people care. Like it would be the hardest thing in the world. I couldn't do it. Like I really like I don't have the skill to pull it off. So please don't butcher my baby. <laughs> so no, I'm just saying it's really, really, it's really difficult. Like maybe here's the thing. You remember the Savage Dragon backups that um, when there were like you know what six seven pages as a backup yeah like if there were six or seven pages of rum row every month that i could like digest but when it's like six yeah, panels, that's a proper ongoing backup so yeah yeah when it's six panels it's just hard dude it's real hard i don't even know what to say so well do you remember way back when they were doing uh the megaton strip yes and that was like two pages every month. Mm-hmm. When I started reading, uh, that was that that was like mid run when I started reading Savage Dragon. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that strip at all because I didn't have like any like background with it. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't understand. Is this part of Savage Dragon? What 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 is what is this about? <laughs> it was even weirder because it was like in this in this period where all the characters had merged together to become amalgamations of themselves. Mm-hmm. So it was even more complex. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I can imagine reading this is a very similar experience if you don't have any context whatsoever. Oh yeah, dude. Like this is part two and like we literally 
had no Still haven't told clue. us anything about this world or what they're really doing. They just said the word rum row like you were supposed to know what that means. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just know that it's real. It's a huge challenge. And again, the action is cool. Like, you know, they're getting shot and then they're going down. It's like, I. it is good action. Like, there's good stuff happening. But, man, that's a tough row to hoe. Mm. So... My hats off to you, Rumro. Good, good, valiant effort. But damn, you're falling into Night Watchman trap right now as we speak. Basically, if you're gonna make a a, a one page comic for a for a monthly book, mm-hmm. either you need to have do 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 the one off joke, like what the other comic does, mm-hmm. or you need to pace it so that you tell a whole story within that page if you think about it even savage dilbert accomplished that where like you said every month it was like but i'm dumped there's the joke but then like you did have building jokes and humor from month to month sure they would have recurring characters jim will notice is 2000 ad has a thing called droid life where it's like every every four issues there's a like a four five panel comedy strip has reoccurring characters and so on it has reoccurring jokes um, it's but not each one is yeah, own joke. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always on the like the editorial page. So yeah, that kind of stuff it does work. But if it's a comedy one and done, you can have reoccurring jokes. But if you're trying to tell like an action narrative or an ongoing storyline, it just having six panels a month does not work. I mean, I mean, and it, and it's the per month problem because if you yes. even if you did it even if you did it per week like Prince Valiant used to do oh, yeah. or. Yeah, something like that. It almost works because it's it's more it's consistent enough that you don't forget it. Well, so many web comics do that. So many web comics only update once a week. Well, it's funny though. It's not even like a matter of like memory. Like as soon as we read it, we remember these guys are in a dogfight and everything. But it's just like, and this to its credit is better than Night Watchman uh, because Night Watchman uh, was moving like incredibly slow. Like there were so many strips of that the Mad Baker baking that cake. And then finally he made it to the event, and it's like already like these guys are getting shot down the second time we see him. So already like it's, it's moving, but I'm just saying like I don't know. We'll see. Like it's really like can we really get hooked six panels once a month? We'll see. It doesn't matter. It's free. It's bonus content anyway. It's just a commentary on you know. <laughs> how we relate to it and who knows like where this was supposed to appear originally or what what its intent was is it a webcomic being reprinted we don't know yeah oh yeah exactly yeah 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 we're, we're like talking about this like it's some big like four savage dragon thing i just think as a backup it's a a little bit of a harder sell just because it's hard to i don't know yeah, but again, as long as it moves along faster, that's really, I guess, what you need, too, is you just need shit to move. Like, the next month, they should be, like, crashed and on to the next thing they're going to do. Like, it shouldn't be right. next month that shouldn't just be that they crash. <laughs> like, they need to crash and then also get some other thing accomplished. Right. It's fine. It's all good. So overall, the issue two twenty seven. How you guys feeling? excellent for for an, for an issue that doesn't have a lot of action, and what action it has is kind of separated from your main character. I think it's pretty good. Yep, 
I'll agree with that. For an issue that's almost like pure 100% setup, both in Dimension X and in Canada, uh, it's a very good start. Excellent start. Really looking forward to seeing how it progresses from here. Uh, how long will it be until we see Angel, Jennifer, and Alex again? Whether it'll be carried on next issue will be interesting indeed. But as for the primary story, the A side, the, the whole Canada thing is fascinating. I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that. Agreed. Agreed. Next month. Yeah. Yep. Very, very excellent. I think. As a bridge oh, issue, which. Uh... I saw somebody refer to it. I was like, yep, it's a bridge issue. But as a bridge issue, even though it was a bridge issue, it still was very entertaining and had a lot of good, like, you know, comedy and action and, you know, good, like, killer splash page here and there. And so, yeah, that's uh, top-notch, like, fucking awesome Toronto. I really can't wait to see what the hell happens, like, because, again, the setting is just so different. (laughs) Like... And like and Jim, you made the point. The setting is so different for both like Malcolm and like the Angel crew. Like, right? Both of them are in completely different. Because you kind of wondered, it was like, was was Chicago gonna be like, you know, were we gonna keep Chicago in the book with like Angel and Thunderhead and all that stuff? I mean, technically, there's no real reason to focus on Chicago at all. Technically, right? There's nothing there. I mean, if I mean, um, Kevin just lost his job. Maybe he's not going back. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. <laughs> he'll, ki- he'll kiss out on the dragon's sofa. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, top notch. I like it. I like it a lot. Zach, we're going to do something a little different. In honor of you being on your first FinCast in a good long while, why don't you give us the preview? For the next Savage Dragon. Indeed, I shall. Issue 228, Solicitation. Oh, Canada. Part 2. Relocated to Great White North. Dragon faces a number of new challenges. A new job. A new home. A new life. And the return of the enigmatic villain, The Seeker. At long last, all his secrets are revealed. This one comes with our highest possible recommendation. I'm sure it comes with our recommendation too, to be honest, even though we've not read it yet. Ah, I want it already. See, so Zach failed the way I failed. In which way? How dare you say I fail, Mr. Perez, without elaborating. Oh, Canada. Don't you think there was a way that you should have read that? <laughs> I'm just busting your chops because Jim and Craig ate me alive. Oh, Canada put it in my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, uh, that's the national anthem of Canada. Oh, Canada. (laughs) Something, something, something. We love mooses and niceness. No, I don't know. But, like. Uh, You you still have to honor our queen, you know. (laughs) Keep paying our taxes. She's on money. That's what they didn't. That's that's what they didn't reference in this issue. Loonies. Is that the nickname for Canadian money? That's the nickname for Canadian dollar coins because they have uh, uh, they have a duck loony. They they have geese on them. Loonies. That's fucking Mm. weird. How is a goose a loony? Hold on a second. I might be wrong about that. I gotta do my research. Well, while you're researching, I got a bit of. 
While you're researching. Oh, they might have loons on them. That makes more sense. I got a bit of tid for you. Uh, a Canadian reader uh, wrote in and said that uh, being topless is legal for ladies in Toronto. So, I'm just saying. Is, it, is that illegal in America? It's illegal in a lot of places. There's some places that have legal. Oh, it's pretty much legal here. Well, they, they have Nobody a does it because it's fucking crazy. Um, and the queen. As the queen and the loon. So the loony. That makes more sense. <laughs> They're also like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They're also nine-sided. They're they're. Oh, they got a weird little not, like. They're not round. Nonagon coin. Something like that. Oh, Wait, are, are your coins round? Yeah. All our coins oh, have sides. Oh, really? Yeah, all That's of them. Uh, the pound used to be. The pound used to be, but like three months ago, we got a new one. That's got. Uh, fuck, I'm gonna have You to don't go. have paper pounds? Uh, we, used pound? to, uh, we don't have paper pounds. We used to have paper pounds. Now, the only parts of the UK that have paper pound notes are Guernsey and Jersey, which are not parts of the UK anyway. They're just crown dependencies. I see. So, um, how many sides does a new pound have? I'm just looking. It has. This is instead of the Savage Fincast, this has been the cultural. The Savage Currency Cast. cast. The yes. cultural difference, Cass. Hey, you uneducated cu- plebs. <laughs> One, two, three. This is the cultural difference, Cast. It has ten sides. This there, is that's something that I didn't need to know. You know what a Canadian told me once? He told me, he said, Oh, I think uh, it's really hard, your money. American money really throws me for a loop because it's all the same color. And I said, What? <laughs> yeah. I said, what? <laughs> she said, it was a her. She said, yeah, yeah, you know, in Canada, all our money's different colors, eh? So we just look at it and we just know from the color what it is. But in America, all your money's just green and white. So, and I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. I said, it's why it's got that number on it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Raven. <laughs> Total dick. Like, I couldn't even, I was like, it's why it's got a number on it, dummy. It's like, Some countries go even farther and their bills are different sizes. That you can tell what they are by touch. Oh yeah, this is the weird thing that I've not adjusted to because now we've got these um, the new plastic notes. The Ooh. sizes are also different. Don't so, put those through the dryer. You, well, they actually survive better than the paper ones. Um, oh, they don't crumple up like shrinky dinks. Yeah, plastic money. It well, it's laminated. Oh, so whether there's something, it, it's I don't fucking know. I know some some countries have like plastic, open. have like plastic windows. For the hologram. Oh, like ours, have, ours have windows. Oh, they do. Does they have a hologram? The new ones do. Yeah, if you tilt it towards the light, you can see London Bridge. Oh, that's fucking weird, dude. Eh, it's another security feature. It's probably harder to copy than most, most oh, it's, ways we yeah, use. Yeah, no, there'd be no way to copy them yet, as far as I can tell. Yeah, because that would be like a hologram in the plastic <laughs> window that's probably got all kind of like microscopic text written in it. Oh my god. This is fucking the craziest fincast end of all, where we discuss money differences. <laughs> International. I mean, this is a great podcast. I'm practically Canadian. Zach's British, I'm, and you're, you know, Southern. I'm Southern as fuck and don't know anything. You know, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> oh, is that how Hillbilly sounds? <laughs> I could start talking about the Euro if you like. Oh, that's great. Um, it's fucked. Um, that's fantastic. 
You know, so uh, you do know that, like, I'm going to have uh, one of our Canadian friends on the show. We're going to have a talk. We're going to ask them what they think. <laughs> We're going to have the talk. Gonna now, talk. son. We're going to be like, uh, so what do you think of all this madness? What? It, what how's this affecting you? you got to think. It's cool. I, I think it's cool and weird. You're, we're really, like, it, it, if you think about how bizarre it is, because, like, other superhero books, like, you know, fucking Batman's not leaving Gotham. And Superman's not leaving Metropolis. So just imagine how it would be to, like, you're reading a superhero book and he moves to your... He moves. For one, that's weird. But for two, he moves to, like, your country. I mean, with fictional cities, easier. I mean, if you wanted to move it, you just move the whole city. Just say it was always in Canada. They would never do that, though. I'm just saying, like, Gotham's in America. And Metropolis is in America, too. May or may not be in Jersey. It moves around a bit. It's just one of those things. I'm just thinking it's yeah, so Yeah, and doesn't weird the DC universe... So I was going to say, doesn't the DC universe, like, change its president every other week? Uh, they have a fake president. I don't think they do real presidents. I think they're, like, President Bob Holloway, or they just make some shit up. Like, I don't think they do real... Well, Lex Luthor was president. Yeah, yeah. So president again, they're, John they're, Doe. They're scared. They don't want to embrace the anger. <laughs> reader anger. They don't want to deal with reader anger. You couldn't Prez. get away with that. You couldn't get away with that in the UK. Like, we literally had a comic where one... <laughs> where President Tony, Prime Minister Tony Blair was turned into a cyborg. You know, you, don't, you, oh, you couldn't get away with it. We don't, oh, we yeah, you know the one I'm Zach, talking no, about, we don't, don't you? <laughs> we, don't, we don't speak of Blair 1. Blair 1 was amazing! <laughs> what are you talking about? So, uh... It goes in the pile with Big Dave. <laughs> Big Dave was also amazing. What are you talking about? I just think uh, it's cool. I think it's cool that uh, this is, uh, like, talking about, like, bold new directions. Like, if it sticks with this for four years, I mean, two... Eric might even move to Canada. We we know that Savage Dragon averages ten issues a year easy, so that's, like, 40 issues. So that means that by the time the book... uh, is going to be like 267 before potentially I mean again it could be 8 years it could be a whole lot more but like potentially like could be the rest of our lives yeah think about it like the book could stay in Canada till issue 267 or if it goes 8 years let's see 80 plus 227 it's after 300 oh, yeah, yeah. If, if, if Trump gets 2 terms and he really keeps it in Canada for that long then it could be all the way up to issue 307 before the book could potentially come back to America. That's fucking crazy, dude. I don't know. It's just cool. It's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing shit. <laughs> it's like it's like when Mark and uh, Eve went to space. Yeah. And you think about it, like, after they went to space, there just wasn't really stories about Earth anymore, hardly. Right. So... It's fucking crazy, like <laughs> just I don't know, it's cool. I I'm just saying Savage Dragon, man. That's what it's all about. Giant balls to tell the stories you want to tell. Boom. <laughs> well thanks for listening. Oh, I'm excited. I can't wait till the next issue. I know. Finally. Finally we can may find out what the heck the seeker is. I know, Jim. I wanna know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a magical girl inside. <laughs> 
I got your anticipation has been building for this shit. Didn't you say that this was the equivalent of your like Malcolm and the Astronaut? In some ways, I mean that's you know only if you know we get answers. If there's no answers, then hey, it's could be one o could be one o five all over again. According to the uh, copy, all his secrets are revealed. So if there's not answers, oh baby, <laughs> there'll be a savage, fiery, hot take cast. The armor falls off and reveals Mr. Rogers in a bloodstained sweater. <laughs> Jim, what would be disappointing yes. to you for this seeker reveal? Uh, just some random robot, and that's it. Also, if he dies, if he don't, dies, don't kill the seeker. Dude, don't kill the seeker. Don't don't kill the seeker, Eric. You know, <laughs> you know he's fucking dying, dude. I don't know anything of the sort, Raven. <laughs> oh, he's a dead man, dude. He's gonna become a a regular recurring character, and he'll live forever. <laughs> Oh, he's a goner. He's a goner. He's he's dead for sure. Like it's definitely happening. I see. But yes, I would be most I would be most disappointed if he winds up being just some random cyberface robot that's just been running around all these years and gets his head knocked off and he's done. The brain. I want him to be somebody. The brain of Antonio Segetti. <sighs> Wasn't there a theory Uh-oh. going around that he was he was like during um. Oh, feck. What's his name? Khan's rule. He was like his like his operative or something, and then after he died, he transferred his conscious to it. I am. You mean you mean when Cyberface was Cyberface? Was, uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh well, I think, I think there was a theory that he put his brain inside Wally, but that wound up not going anywhere. Yeah. Because Wally killed him in the end. Because he was afraid he was going to get taken over by Cyberface. Yeah, he just had to take sure. Or, oh no, you know, oh, wait, it, it was when Wally killed Cyberface, everyone thought that Wally had been taken over by Cyberface. That never went anywhere. That never went anywhere. That Basically, after a while, that was proven false. Yeah, Wally murdered him, and then... Uh, yeah, but I seem, to remember, I seem to remember there was like a line or something. It might have been in issue 105, where Dragon was like... With, I always assumed he worked for Cyberface. Like, what if he did? And then after Cyberface, oh, died. but now you're talking about now you're talking about the Seeker. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, he 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 was running around chasing Dragon when he was on the run from Cyberface. So it was assumed that he was an operative of Cyberface. But sadly, I mean, it, we don't know shit about him, really, really. And if I remember correctly, when Dragon went to Godtown the first time. He just kind of didn't go in because of the agreement that Cyberface had with the gods. So that was the other assumption as to why he was a Cyberface operative. Because he was following Cyberface's rules. I'm telling you, dudes. I hope I hope it's everything you want it to be, Jim. I'm sure I'll find something to bitch about. <laughs> a tangent somewhere. I really, I really do. I'm excited for you. I, I, what's funny is I have personally no investment. I am, I'm excited for the seeker secrets to be revealed, but like, I don't know, like for me, I don't know why, but that's just never been one of those things that really like, I was like, oh, I'm just dying to know. Like, I don't know. This never really tore me up inside, not knowing I mean, 
Some people had a theory that it was somebody seeking vengeance for something that Dragon, the alternate Dragon, had done. Uh-huh. Which is why I thought it might have been uh, uh, Chris Robinson. Okay. Seeking revenge over Alex. Sure. Which didn't make a lot of sense, but definitely wasn't the case. Well, plus two, now we got this added wrinkle of, you know, Dragon's gone, and apparently he's still after Malcolm. Yes, that's true. So that's odd. So revenge. Why why, re, why reappear now is a good is a good question. Yeah, revenge. It's like, well, you know, I don't know. Are you? Do you hate him that bad? You just want revenge against his fucking son? Like, eh. I gotta remember the context of one oh. I think it was one oh six. Why was he hunting down Santa Claus, or it was just so happened that dr- dragon was flying around? <laughs> oh. I can't. Maybe he just been hanging out in the Great White North this whole time. <laughs> I can't recall. I, I I can't recall that at this time. I'm not going to make a fool of myself by trying. But uh, nah, man, I'm excited. I am excited for 227. It's been a kick-ass year for Savage Dragon. It has, and hopefully we get one more, at least one more issue before the year's out. We're gonna get yeah, two. time. We're going to get two. Two, you say? Yeah, we're going to get 228 in November and uh, 229 in December. I'm calling it. Because there's no reason not to. They're not oversized or anything. And he's taken Ant off his plate, so why not, right? Hmm. We shall find out. Well, all right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us, Zach. Thanks for filling out the numbers. Always a pleasure. Much always good to have you on. Always better to have three than two. Oh yeah, in my opinion. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, everyone. And of course, if you want to find out more about Savage Dragon, you can check us. You know, check out uh, the Eric Larson Savage Dragon Facebook group. Uh, just search for Savage Dragon Eric Larson. Uh, you can find us at savagefincast.com. And as I said before, we now have a Discord. Uh, I'm going to try and put a link on the Savage Fincast website to go, you know, connect you. Otherwise, you can just message me on Facebook or check out the uh, group, Eric Larson Facebook group, and it should have a link in there somewhere. Additionally, I have Um, links to uh, the Savage Fincast, both Facebook groups, uh, the Discord, all of that is also on dragonfan.net. Nice. Dudes, you know what? We're such shitheads. We forgot a critical news item. Did we? Yes. SavageDragon.com got an overhaul. Oh, right. I forgot about that. We are the worst, dude. Heads, listen. Thank you for listening for this long, and I'm sorry. We we might as well do this next podcast because it deserves it. But Stefan has jumped in. Longtime Savage Dragon fan. Board members know him has jumped in and accepted the reins and duties as the web designer for SavageDragon.com. It's been given a complete overhaul. It looks very nice. Please use it. He's worked very hard. It has a blog-style format, so it's going to be a little more you know active and current and popping than the old design was, and that is the forgotten news item. <laughs> But thank you all. Thank you all for listening. (laughs) Thanks again.